What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I got T-Bird. What's up? And then we got <laughs> CJ. I was going to make a pickle <laughs> joke, but you know what? We just got CJ. I'm going to clutch CJ. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. I'm, I'm good. I hear you're pretty tired. It's been, a, it's been a week, I understand. It really has, man. It really has. All the mandates, you know, and the mask wearing and working. It's been a little tired, man. Not going to lie. Well, look, I, I understand, and I appreciate that you remembered my name, unlike your wonderful commander-in-chief that wouldn't have a clue who's leading this country, <laughs> despite signing a massive deal, which is nothing to America, because billions of dollars are just on the ground there. But for here, we're going to have to rape the French to get our money back so we can afford to pay that. It's going to be brutal, I can tell you, sir. Uh, I'm pretty sure he would introduce you as Corn Pop. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it's been a very interesting week. You know, it's very. Uh, I think one of your buddies came on here before, and he was like, you know, like made some kind of comment about how the whole world thought we were dumb for Trump. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> they're laughing at us now. <laughs> Actually, I think we're past the point of laughing. I think now they're just like, oh, Wait, we feel kind of bad about these guys now. Yeah, even the Taliban are like, dang guys, we're sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we're sorry, but we're not giving back your stuff. Yeah, th- these are these are my uh, helicopters now, <laughs> but we but we sorry. That's all right. He's already forgotten about them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the Taliban? What's what's Afghanistan? Uh, can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My uh, screen just went black on awesome. my PC. Pretty sure the FBI was listening in on that last joke. Nah, <laughs> man, this is this is America. We have freedom of speech, right? <laughs> Had so oh. we, we gave that away a long time ago. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a little a little alarming. <laughs> I can hear y'all, but I have a black screen. Is it asleep? Ooh, I don't know. It, I wiggled the mouse. I did. Oh no, I am. Yeah. <laughs> This is the this is the oh here we go and just like Joe Biden is back. All right, it just zoned out for a little to, bit. Did you have to re rewrite a script and make sure he didn't call in the wrong people? <laughs> it, my my computer just fell up the stairs, and just like Joe Biden, it came back from the dead. That's right. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> Uh, 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 is uh, so on your end? Can you see the waves? Like, cause yeah, yeah. Hey, okay, you good. So. All right, well, we're just gonna go with it. We're gonna see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's right, guys, gals, got lady gals, lady guys. This is the Loot Bros podcast. Every now and again, we get together, talk about video games, make a couple Biden jokes, uh, <laughs> crack some toasts to some uh, to some awesome Patreon producers. Uh. We got CJ. My name is Effing Mayo and MZ Nitro. Uh, and also, this week's toast, we're going to do something a little special. I'm sure you can hear my wife yelling in the background like an like old redneck. Y'all make sure you feed the dogs. <laughs> um, but yes, this week we are going to toast to uh, our man, uh, Mr. Everything's a Masterpiece, Levi. Welcome to the dark side. He got himself a PlayStation 5. Did he actually get one, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He heard something about the haptic feedbacks. Had to go get it. And then I uh, also want to give a little crack, a little toast. I, I thought the THQ showcase was 
you know, it was what it was. It was enjoyable for what it was, but it man, was that for about it was good for about five minutes and then it went downhill. Oh my gosh, that opening uh, with destroy all humans and Rammstein living in America was freaking amazing. And Jeff Keeley talking about anal probes. Oh, so we're toasting the anal probe. All right, toasting the anal probes. <laughs> All right, guys, we've had a very interesting conversation to start the show off. So why don't CJ, you haven't been here in a little while. Why don't you tell us what all you've been playing? Yeah, well, not a lot of PlayStation, not none at all, actually. But which has been Mr. Hundred Thousand. It's been quite refreshing, but it's funny because two weeks ago, I, I think was the last time I played, I played a little bit of um the medium, uh, or whatever, probably just the first hour. And I know like we've all played that on um Xbox or, or wherever else. And I think you mentioned Daryl, you might do it again on PlayStation. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't finish it on PC. Oh, okay. Um so yeah, I'm gonna play it on PlayStation. Yeah, so yeah, I, I played Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I'm probably going to play again on PS5. Yeah, it, it's this really cool thing of like when you played it on one system, you want to see what it looks like on the other. So I just played a little bit of it or whatever. It looks great or, or, or whatever. So I look forward to, to getting into that. If you haven't played that, you, you definitely should. It's on both systems and PC by the sound of it. But yeah, mainly mainly Xbox stuff and uh, a lot of Xbox stuff, actually. It's funny. We've been doing this event with uh, Mephisto, uh, Rogue, 1992, and this Mad Eye, Pad Eye's uh, English, English or Irish guy. Uh, anyway, um, this team event of just degenerates, listeners, just total, you know, achievement degenerates or whatever. And you'll find this funny. Like this one dude, he's like, he spent the whole year, I think it's just the way he plays, like he sets games up or whatever, like he puts saves in games right before achievements. And this practice is known as preloading, apparently. So you 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 put all these games in various states so that you can quickly unlock the achievements or whatever. So obviously you're loving the games if you do this. You know, the content is really important to you if you're whacking these saves in. But anyway, uh, Daryl and Tanner, he'd, he'd done that's this. Hilarious. And he wasn't doing it for a specific date. I think that's just like, his OCD, you know, like he's just been doing it and doing it for so long now. And so he decided to join this event and he just decided to, you know, release the blue balls or whatever. And he pumped out like 240 or 213 or 230,000 gamer score in 24 hours with this this save manipulate, like, you know, um, uh, sort of preloading or whatever else. So they've been uncatchable, but we've been going along. We had a few like minor meltdowns, as you can expect, between, you know, high egotistical uh, achievement hunters, but it, it turned out all right. And it's been, um, it's been quite fun for me because obviously Meth and um, Rogue are sort of number one and two in Australia, and that's their main console or whatever. Uh, I'm sort of split between both, but to, to see the way they sort of play, and they are sort of high volume players, but on the Xbox, there's a lot less, you got to be careful here. I don't want to say a lot less games, but there's a lot less spam <laughs> <laughs> on the, the PlayStation. We get like at least four stacks of every game and sometimes six or eight with, you know, at Hong Kong and Japan. So there's a ton of games. So it's not so much about, will I have enough to play? It's much more, do I have enough time? Whereas on the Xbox, it's like, there's only one of each game. And then there are some games on there that don't come to PlayStation, but also vice versa. So it's much more a situation of like, you know, what will I play next? Or do I, do I have enough games to even earn a hundred thousand in two weeks? And I'm still lucky because like still low gamer score of 400,000 or something, but these guys are like, <laughs> well, these guys are like 1.6 or 1.5 million. So they obviously right. don't oh, have the, the number of games to draw on and and they're definitely like i've noticed this like the the top levels of the playstation board is definitely spam heavy it's like 
the, the skill is in how quickly can you play these short games and how can you get them on the Xbox side because you've got to play sort of everything. You can't just play these short games. You've got to play skill games. I think, by and large, they are very skillful gamers and they're also very quick at playing games like, you know, a platformer where I might die and spend 20 minutes just to get through a bit or whatever. They're through on their first or second go. So I think on the Xbox side at the very end, top end of the board, there are a lot of very skillful gamers, perhaps not so much on the, on the PlayStation side. But uh, look, as far as games, I threw one out for you, Daryl. You probably haven't had time to play it yet because I only finished it the other day and mentioned, but The Artful Escape, I don't know if any of you have seen this. I have not tried that out yet. So it's cool. I think you'd like it too, Tanner. It's um, it's a uh, developed. Uh, oh no, sorry, I should say published by Annapurna as well, not developed by again by a small team over years and years. Uh, and it's a basically it's a rock opera, if you like. It's a walking sim with some very light platforming, but it's very simple. There is some rhythm game in it as well, but that's quite simple as well. So it's not like your you know your rhythm game where you can fail. You sort of like it. You just it shows you the sequence to push and then you push it. But if you get it wrong, it sort of repeats and it does it in sections. So it's definitely manageable for everybody. There's no sort of backstepping because you, you can't get through a section and it's probably around three to four hours if you if you engage in all the the dialogue and it is read to you it's all narrated there's some very good voice acting it's really beautiful you gotta have it read to me yeah it's really beautiful but the real hook in this is is obviously you're like you start off as this folk guitarist and your your uncle was like this god of guitar or whatever else and you're sort of coming up in his his shadow but you're sort of you're breaking away from the folk scene and, and getting into this rock scene and you end up in this sort of alternate parallel universe with like these rock god aliens and humans that play, you know, guitar or whatever. And it's really awesome because when you jump, you have the option of holding the the Y button and which sort of floats you. But as you float, you're sort of wailing on the guitar as well. So that extends your jump and over the platforms, which it's really cool. And then even in the, 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 um, the music rhythm sections, there's a bit of freedom in which button you push. And of course it puts down different chords. Like you're not going to write a song in here, but you, you do have control. And what's cool is unlike most rhythm games where it has to be in time with what you're given, you can actually change the beat. So they play you something and then you can change to the, the speed or the beat of what you like. And it's actually, it's pretty cool. It sort of sounds complex, but it, it's not. And probably the only detraction of this game is it's very slow start the first hour is just sort of getting into it but if you get past that into the last few hours it's it's a really fun easy um easy game to finish but really fun experience so that's probably out of the 95 games i've played so far in the last two weeks that's probably the the one i've enjoyed most but also and i I don't know if you're going to talk about it daryl also evil existence have to throw some love in there. Oh, it's yeah. totally janky, and I know you're going to rip it to shreds as a piece of shit. And it is a total <laughs> Resident Evil ripoff, like even opening the door and everything. But Oh, everything about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you talk about it. But I really enjoyed that, and it is on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it has a plat, possibly. Um, it, it does. Yeah, cool. So, you know, there's no reason. No, 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 no. I lied, I lied, I lied. It does not have a plat, actually. Well, it's very short but anyway. I- yeah, so it's worth a look, and I'll let you let you talk about it. the last one I'll put out only because JT sent me a, a message this morning, cryptic message, as it always is with the man, the myth that is uh, effing Mayo, and he asked, "I'm going to start because uh, he's playing every game available at the moment, which is impressive." Tip my hat to you, sir. And he he asked about Life is Strange, uh, uh, the True Colors, the new Life is Strange. And he goes, "I'm going to play that next after I've played everything else that's available to man, uh, or whatever else." And I just want to know, will it piss me off like the second one did? And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but I, I sort of 
very briefly, because obviously Life is Strange is a highly narrative game, so you can't can't talk about the story without ruining it, but it is more of the same of two. It's definitely not my favourite one. Uh, I like two the best, and I know most people hate two or whatever, but it's good. It's really slow in the first three chapters, but the last two chapters are very, very good, I thought. The game is way shorter than the normal Life is Strange, about five to six hours. The music in this is fantastic. If if you don't have much interest in the story, perhaps the music will be the, the redeeming feature. And I found out it has a couple of Australian artists, Julia and Angus Stone as well in there, apparently styling uh, informed me, luckily, uh, the other day. So some really, there's some really cool music in there. The core relationships which life is strange is built on it didn't really work for me the game felt like the story was all over the place but it does make sense when you get to the end but i don't think it has the connection that the earlier games had but then having said that daryl i enjoyed it so much that i went and bought it on the playstation last night and started playing it there, there as you well. Go. So that's a good sign yeah, I think did, so. they, did they say hella a lot no there's no hella in this at all oh, so hella lame <laughs> yeah it's it's sort of a funny <laughs> game <laughs> because like they had tell me why or whatever else after life is strange too only on the xbox which was still in that same vein like still young you know young teenager or, or you know sort of teenager sort of age set this one is still set like you know late teenager early adult but it left definitely leans into that angle more it's more about life problems or life situations of the adults i suppose as opposed to that younger thing but it's a real, like this time it wasn't made by the French studio, Don't Not. It was made by um, a Deck Nine, which is actually in America. And all these games have always had a really wonderful, like, feel of small town America, says the Australian who doesn't live in small town America. But it feels like <laughs> that. But then it's made by a French studio, too, that doesn't live there either. And I thought they always captured that sort of well. This one, because I think it is an American developer, it really, it's set in like this mountain town. And it really does feel like this small American mountain town. And I think there's a lot less of those, you know, hellers and all that sort of American, you know, just to make it sound American. It's more realistic, I think. Uh, I mean, you'd have to play it to, to see what you thought. But I didn't, you know, it didn't strike me as they were really trying to sell that. It just naturally, it felt like small town America in the mountains or whatever. But yeah, I think, I think it's definitely worth playing. It might be worth waiting because on the 30th of September, they're adding DLC, which is a, is a bit, little bit, I don't know how long it will be, but it actually goes before the main part of the game. So perhaps if you want the through line, you might be better to wait and play that and then play into the, the main game, I suppose. Interesting, interesting. Is is it now? Does the game play better than the original? Uh, I only played the first Life is Strange. I it, it didn't really click for me, and I didn't play any of the others. Um, but does it actually? Are they progressing? Are they playing better? Or is it kind of like Telltale? What you get in the beginning is pretty much what you got throughout the series. They're progressing, but I think they're progressing in a way that gamers perhaps won't enjoy because like in the first one there were some light puzzle elements like very light but they were still there and each game since then they've been getting less and less to this point there were no puzzle elements at all in the game it's literally like you always know where you're going because it can tell you in the menu but you're literally going from sort of character to other character for dialogue and like the ending is like a, a sort of a monologue between two, and I'm not going to talk about it, but it's between sort of a couple of characters and it goes for like 15 minutes. So they're definitely leaning more into this movie 
a style of game and and it's the sort of like it's the sort of game that rewards you just for like just doing nothing and just waiting because if you go on the bridge and you just stand there for a while it'll go to sort of like a cut scene and then you'll get the music is coming and they'll just play you like a whole indie track or you can go to the record store and there's a listening booth and you can just listen to different songs there's no achievement for that there's no you know trophy but it's just sort of like you could almost have it on in the background while you're working and they're just the full tracks or whatever so it's a it's a really relaxing game and it's obviously that's the way they're heading you know highly narrative you know almost a passive gaming experience but if you you know if you don't like that then i think you, you you're you gonna you're gonna hate two in particular and you're probably not gonna like this one either i think gotcha 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 okay all right anything else no that sounds like a lot <laughs> Hey man, that's what we have you on here for. Talk about all the all the freaking games, man, all the game pass games. <laughs> well, all I'll say, like I don't don't want to go down the trophy side too much, but or the achievement side, but one of the things I noticed and like this all the people that are playing a lot and I know like style and there's a few other people setting themselves up for competitions later this year or next year and when you do this, like you're always acquiring games that you're not playing and you're sort of making lists and and you know roughly how long things go for and I didn't have a lot of the short title updates because I'd done them before, but I managed to knock out almost 100,000 without having to rely on video guides. And while I don't mind guides, they're really boring to sit there and play a game with it. And yeah, I use some text guides and I use some hints, but overall there are definitely enough games there now. And you don't, I'm not just talking the short two minute title updates, like good, you know, indie games that you can work your way through without having to rely on a video guide. So if you're like, you know, I'm not going to play these games, two-hour games and follow a guide, you know, but I, you know, or whatever, you you can work them out yourself in similar time to the guide. I know there are some you definitely can't, but there is definitely enough there that you can or whatever. And I think the other thing, because I know there'll be people listening going, it's just fucking insane to play that much in, in two weeks. But one of the things that I've been doing for about a year now is, and I think it's a really good way to hunt, you know, because we've heard people bitch and moan about how they hate it or they burn out, but is just pick like a month or pick two weeks and just go really ham on it and then not do them again for six months and let them build up and do it that way. Because I think for me and, and from seeing and talking to others, it's this weekly drain of playing all these games every week that gets to you. Whereas if you just, you know, and it sounds like you've been playing hours and hours, but probably only four to five hours a day you know, which might be a lot to some, but it's not crazy. And you get through basically everything in two weeks that's been building up for like three or four months if you stay on top of it. So, you know, if you are interested in that side of things, and I know not many are, but if you are, it, it's a quite a good way to play rather than, you know, waste, you know, an hour here and there every, every you know, week or, you know, every couple of days doing them, let them all build up or whatever, and then just go ham on them all at once. I do the same thing with my wife. <laughs> The once a once a year, <laughs> let it build up for six months and then go ham on her. <laughs> well, see, I don't know. It might cost you even more with your wife than it does the games. <laughs> I mean, hey man, you're gonna pay for it regardless. That's right. Tiver, <laughs> <laughs> what you been playing? Um, really boring. I'm still just playing Destiny. All right, all right. I'm assuming you've done all there is to do. No, I haven't even. I can't do like certain in-game events. I can't do certain in-game activities yet because I'm not leveled and I don't have a full team to play with yet. So I got to find one. Still got to find your squad. Yeah. 
Whatever. So I guess my you can't get my brother and Bingo and them to join in with you. No. I mean, I could probably get uh, Bingo to do it, but your brother, no way. What about what happened to Luke? Luke was talking about coming on the show just to talk. Yeah, he don't. He don't play enough. He don't do anything anymore. He just works. He just he just tinkers. Yeah. I mean, he plays a lot, but he didn't. I don't know if he's played the new stuff yet, but. So he's just doing the same old, same old. Yep. He he sent me like a screenshot with like two thousand hours in Destiny. Oh, I saw it. Hell yeah! I probably had half that in the first one. Oof. That's 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 so intimidating for me. Like, granted, if you take all the games, you know, shoot, you can take all the Red Lucky games. I probably got a thousand hours on them. But I mean, just if you stretch out all the games I play, like you could probably get there. But, oh man, I remember when I hit 130 hours in Resident Evil 5 and I was like, man, I've been playing this game forever for years. I was like, how do you play the game this much? And then Destiny's like, oh, okay, 2,000 hours and you just turned it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what's up. It's, so that's it? Just just Destiny? Oh, go ahead, I was just going to ask you, Tanner, like these things you need other people for, I assume that these are like raids and things. How long does like this, does a raid take? Like is it an hour? Is yeah. it two hours? Is it like? It varies from the uh, difficulty and what level everybody is. Because like right now, I think it's Grandmaster or it might just be Master right now. You have to be like, the recommended level is like 330 or something like that, or 1330. But uh, I think Grandmaster is like 350, and you just you can't physically get to that number yet. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that one usually takes about probably an hour to two hours, depending on good teams. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing that right now. <laughs> I don't have anything that's good. It's quite a commitment. And then I imagine you'd have to be talking as well. It's not something you could just... No, you got to say it's, it's a whole constant communication thing, especially like because there's like they like to throw in like little puzzle mechanics with some of the boss fights, too. So two people got to be focusing on one side, another on another, two more on the other side, while two people are doing two other people are doing other stuff. It's just a lot of like back and forth. And then you get like a small window to go do a damage phase and then you yeah. repeat the cycle. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Because I like I don't play Destiny, but it's an MMO in the same style. Do you like study the raid or watch a video of it before you do it for the first time, so you know how it works, or do you just go in and just try and see what happens? I usually watch it, or I'll have, or back on Destiny One, my buddy Bingo, he would uh, pretty much know how to do it already. It's just a matter of us getting the mechanics down. Yeah. That's really all it is. As soon as you figure out actually how like how to do stuff and what's most which weapons are the most effective against the certain bosses, it becomes like a cakewalk at that point. The reason I ask, like, sorry for the latitude here, Daryl, but the reason I ask is because no, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen not much in the last two weeks, but quite a bit in the last two months. I'm really getting back into it again and my primary character is a tank. And so in that game, like the mage is very important and the tank very important. There's usually only one per dungeon or maybe two in a, you know, in a 24 uh, or three in a 24 player raid. So, you know, if if you fuck up as the tank, it's really obvious. Everybody knows and it's a wipe for everybody. So there's not a lot of tolerance when you come in in that position if you don't know how the raid goes, you know, because they get angry and everything else. And it's quite often I've got like in and I don't know what's going on and I quit, which is really bad, like kick the cord and you get a bit of a ban. Uh, but I just don't want to deal with the other people <laughs> just throwing shit at oh, me. No. 
but I recently I took a DPS character in about um, two months ago and started running one up because it's a lot less pressure. Like if you die, it doesn't really matter because you're just fodder wailing away. And it, it's so like, so I suppose my question to you is with Destiny, are there roles like that in that you, oh, yeah. there is a character where it's not as important? Or and what is that character for my knowledge, future knowledge? Um, God, I I don't know if there's a character that's not important. Everybody, like all the classes, have a very like they have three different like branches you can go down, and they're all like actually no, say that bad. There's four. They're all different like elemental damages and all that. Mm. There's certain ones that give you uh, that like I'll use like Titan for example. That's what I'm using. It's more of your tank can be a dps thing too but you have an ability to pop a shield where if you're inside that shield you get a buff to do more damage so you'll use that for boss fights so you can do have a extra boost on a damage phase and have a little extra protection Hmm. and then there's one i think the hunter has a gold gun it's strictly that thing is just strictly just throw as much damage down as you can (laughs) I actually seen somebody one shot one of the bosses on a strike, like instantaneously. I was like, "Really? I thought this is I thought this was gonna be an ordeal, but never mind." Now <laughs> it caught me off. It caught me way off guard. I was like, "Wow, I want to do that. That's cool." I'm showing my ignorance here, but is it the sort of game like I know you can have multiple characters, but you have to like you'd have to run up each character, I suppose, wouldn't you? So do you just play one type of class? Is that what you do, or do you have multiple? So technically you can do all three and the way it would work is if you had one character that's at max level, you can take the gear that it's not using and then break it down for, uh, you can infuse other, other characters gear with, uh, with the other stuff. So that way their specific armor classes can get caught up to light level faster. So you don't have to do a bunch of grinding. That makes sense. I, I know there, there could be a question about, you know, games and things later. That's why I'm asking a lot about this. But we'll, we'll get yeah. to that later, I'm sure. But, yeah, it, it's so funny because, like, you know, obviously they wait two different games or whatever, but they they share the commonality. And the reason I asked about the video, listeners, if you're like, you know, what, why would you watch a video? It, it's because, like, there's an expectation and Tanner said, you know, someone will know what they're doing, especially if you're playing a key role. And the problem is in these games is most of the people you play with because in Final Fantasy, they, they push you into a dungeon, so you're not necessarily playing with people you know. They've done it so many times, and they're doing it again for loot or for their daily points or whatever, and their tolerance is very low for teaching people how to do it. And when you play, like, a key position, you've got to stand in certain spots, and you can't, like, you can't see yourself, whereas I suppose I've been enjoying playing this other character because you can run around the map and actually see where people are in formation. And, again, this is a bit of a problem on console. Like, on a PC, it would be easier, I think to get the the overall lay of the the, the dungeon or the land but the, yeah there's this real thing and because i don't want to watch the video because you know i want to do it the first time and experience it but there's this whole culture in mmos that you come into the raid and you know what you're doing and it's a it's a real disconnect i think with the casual like i don't know daryl if you ever spent time in one i'm sure you'd find this it's a really hard curve for a casual gamer when you run into people like that and there are most of the people are like that i found in, in mmos it sounds like it, and honestly, again, that's another thing that, like, it's so intimidating. There's so many things to know, and it, I've never jumped into any any MMO or anything, like, early. 
So like when I have attempted certain games like that, it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Everybody knows what they're doing. I'm out. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to play with people that uh, are very, they they like, they, they, they don't mind teaching you. It's just whenever you are clearly being a weak link and not doing enough like damage or just constantly dying, then that's when they're just kind of give you the boot. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there are definitely like the funniest thing, like with the final fantasy 14, I had this illusion of getting the platinum in the PS five version, but the grind is just insane on one of those trophies. And it took me like three months to even get my head around how it works. And now I realize it's just insane. But, but part of the things you had to do, there were a few savage dungeons. So skill-based things, and you've got to have a team and you've got to have a team that really know what they're doing. And I've been in this, free company uh, rise a phoenix rise for like you know a couple of years but really been on the outer fringes like the lower level like i only stick my head up when i need it need something or a question and i i just went in there and i'm sure they're the same for destiny and like you know they they know me like i've been there but they don't know who i am or anything because i'm not active and i just said look i need some help with these i don't really know what i'm doing and no but most people are like how oh, fuck off i'm not going to help a trophy hunter and then this one guy is like no look i'll help you but he said you're going to have to learn how to do it and so we did it desync which meant we didn't need as many people or whatever still hard though for a few people and he actually went like we spent an hour on each one there were four of them and we went through and he didn't carry me he's like okay so you'll have to stand here you'll have to do this and it was really awesome to learn so there, there are definitely people like that but yeah they're not everywhere unfortunately Mm -hmm. that's what's up yeah yeah i haven't had too much experience with any of that you know and um i don't know i can see where it can be problematic you know not having people patient with you it's like there's a this freaking newbie over here trying to play the game he sucks we scared off it now I I almost had like we almost I almost had an experience like that today. There's these um, weekly strikes you do called nightfalls or nightfalls, and um, it's just it, you, they take a specific strike and you add extra light levels to it, so you can go from two twelve uh, I think it's twelve fifty, twelve ninety, thirteen twenty, and then thirteen fifty, and you just kind of scale up from there. The the two lower ones you can match make with, the other ones you have to have a fire team. So I don't have a fire team. So a match made and my God, we're at the final boss. We're on the boss boss fight. It probably took us every bit of 20 minutes because we kept dying in the first part of it. Yeah. I, I was waiting for people to leave. I was like, there's no way they're not going to say they're, they're like fed up, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> they have this option in Final Fantasy, like once you've wiped like three or four times, you, you can instigate a vote, which means to quit the dungeon. Because if you pull the cord, you get like a 15 minute ban from the game um, sort of thing. They know what you're doing. So the only way to get out of the dungeon when you keep failing is for everyone to agree. And so or enough people to agree so that the whole party pulls out or whatever and so when that when that in, i'm sure maybe there's something like this in destiny when that instigates it's the worst feeling ever when you know you're the reason but they also have an option in final fantasy 14 of bypassing the vote and just kicking one person out if enough people vote against them so you don't even know what's happening and all of a sudden you're just out of the game <laughs> and you've oh, been replaced man. it's brutal so i don't think there is a uh like a kick function like that it's just you like you know when it's your fault yeah that's right <laughs> it's like on uh what was it little nicky whenever uh the peeping tom the, the guy was getting chased by the bird that was gonna hump him he's like i deserve this exactly. i deserve this it's like 
It's like that's me and the MMO. It's like I deserve this. It's like you know you messed up, so you just got to take it. <laughs> it's like I'm taking take this joke. <laughs> It, it, awesome. it's so funny though <laughs> we'll move over to daryl now but um it's so funny because when i sent you that evil existence daryl in the back of my mind afterwards is like you know he doesn't have a lot of time so to finish games and there are so many games he should be playing i really shouldn't send him like recommendations like mmos or trash like this because he should be spending all his time <laughs> on like the good games because he doesn't you know have he's, he's not wasting his life like we are tanner you know he's, he's an upstanding citizen <laughs> and then i thought back to a few weeks ago when the professional game from the mountains sort of you know coach you on how to play a game and i thought well fuck that uh, who am i to tell him how he should play so i you know. uh, what's funny is i'm sitting back having that same conversation you send me the evil existence i look at it and i had already glanced at it in the store yeah. and i was like oh man this is gonna be some janky trash right here i should probably be playing good games and i was like nope download <laughs> but it was great and i had a blast it was, it was great jank worth playing <laughs> It was jank. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of what I've been playing, uh, I've you know you had pitched. So listeners, especially patrons, so we we are trying to find the balance between um, picking a video game for everyone or as many people as possible to play on the panel, so we can talk about it each month. Uh, that's that's interesting, different than whatever anyone else is going to offer you. And, um, you know, attainable, something that we can all access and beat each month. And so this month, you know, we're, we, we had already mentioned on the show, we're going to do 12 minutes. Um, but then CJ's like, you know, 12 minutes, me, me, CJ and Clyde all kind of seem to have the same opinion of 12 minutes that it's not that great. And, uh, or at least I, that's my read from our impressions, you know, between each other. Mm-hmm. And so CJ is like, hey, let's uh, let's try this out. This is like a janky little first person Resident Evil ripoff. This sounds like this. We can have a lot of fun with this. And I'm like, oh, I'm down. This is straight up. This is my alley right here. I download it and I play it and I'm like, oh, absolutely. (laughs) There's there's so many sequences in this game that is straight up rip off of Resident Evil 7. It is unbelievable. The the knockoff version of Jack Baker that opens the door and punches you and then drags you into a room. The the crazy old hag that's supposed to be like Marguerite. Uh, the fact that she chases you with the chainsaw, the same chainsaw that Jack Baker chases you with. Um, and it, what's crazy is the game starts off looking really good um, for the for this game. And it starts to look worse the longer you play. Like the environments get worse. The geometry in the environments gets a little jaggier. Uh, it's it's not great. I got to be honest, but I had a blast playing it. Did, didn't you enjoy, though, like there's uh, the, well, I suppose it's sort of a spoiler, but I doubt anyone, but us will play it. But how many times you had to <laughs> unload the gun into the twin sister? Yeah, and then also stabbing the other dude, just like minutes of yeah, stabbing. Yeah, you had to stab the dude with crosses like a hundred times. Not really, but like, what's funny is I started the game off. I was playing it and I was enjoying it, and then I was like, "Well, let me let me see if there's any missable trophies." So then I so I pull up a guide, and the guide's like, "Oh yeah, there's three missables." I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll just kind of play along with the guide." Mm. 
and uh, th- it wasn't it wasn't a difficult game, so it's not like I needed the guide for anything. But like, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss those trophies, and I'm glad that I was following it because I totally would have missed them. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially the first two, but the third one in the cellar. You know, we have like the, mm-hmm. the six different doors or seven different doors, or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, anyways, I would have totally missed that, and and I would have never gone back and played it again for them. Um. But anyways, so and there's a point where the the guy in the guide was like, "Yeah, you got to stab this dude like a crazy amount of times." I'm just gonna fast forward to the end of this because this is crazy. Yeah. And he's like, "Then he's like, I probably should have accounted how many times you have to stab him because you have to stab him a lot, <laughs> and you do." Overall, though, it was a <clears throat> it was a janky game. I would like for maybe you and I to sit down one night and or one day. And have maybe a deeper conversation yeah, about it, yeah, but it was it was fun, and I do appreciate you sending that one my way because I saw it in the store and I was like, I don't know. Uh, it looks like it reuses assets from other games that I recently played. Probably. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this is cool. I can make games like this. I'm pretty sure. You, you know the but funny I, thing is, like you found it janky and all that, but this shows my tolerance for horror. I actually played it in two sittings, so I played it quite late at night, and I had to stop at one point. I'm like, this is quite an intense game. In that bit where you're going between <laughs> all the cells, and I was like, I think I'll just stop here. Yep. And then I didn't play it again for four days because every time I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I want to play anymore at the moment. <laughs> and I know it's not a scary I'm, game; I, it's janky. But. Yeah. Well, you know, the beginning actually it has a really good atmosphere. It's a little on the quiet side. But like once you get into the house, like that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like I said, it had some, some, I I will say this, this was, if this, this developer keeps doing this, they will get really good at it Mm -hmm. because for a first time, now granted, you know, straight ripping off, um, (laughs) some of the stuff, you know, the scenes from other games, that was one thing, but but I I think it was, you know, Proof concept. Mm. You can do it again. Mm. Uh, and so, I, and so for a palate cleanser, I laid in the bed last night and I played uh, to completion um, Habroxia, one of the Lily Mode spaceship uh, shooters. Mm-hmm. I had both of the Habroxia games, Habroxia One, Habroxia Two, pretty much played up to the final mission on my Vita, and I didn't want to pop the final mission until I put them on my list for the backlog beatdown. And because sometimes I'll just have my Vita and I'll just be kind of playing. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to beat a game. I should probably wait and finish that later. Well, I lost my my 64 gig memory card died. So I lost my game saves. I was like, all right, well, one day I'll go back and play it. But I had them downloaded on my PS4. I was laying in the bed beside my wife. And uh, I was like, you know what? A little Love Island and Hybroxia is just what the doctor ordered. Not really. We're done with Love Island, thank the Lord. But uh, but uh, so I sat there and played it, and I just I don't know. I couldn't sleep last night. I had a lot on my mind, and I was just just uh, I turned on. I, I'm a really big fan of of music from the '90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. and uh, an old band that hadn't put music out in a decade, maybe even longer, uh, probably 15 years now. puts a, put a song out. And it is so good. So I had it on repeat and just just playing Herboxia, listen to the song over and over and over like I was in high school, you know, like a freaking teenager. And uh, it was awesome. So I played through all Herboxia. I went and got the platinum on it. That was that was a lot of fun. 
Uh, I'm going to start with Herboxia 2. I know that there's an update for Herboxia 2 and, um, you know, extra like new, new game plus plus mode and all kinds of crap like that. So that was pretty cool. I was playing um, some Resident Evil 2, excuse me, Resident Evil Revelations 2. And I, I keep going, I have these, uh, if I get too much time to think, I, I start really questioning like how much of a Resident Evil fan I really am. And it's like, yeah, if you're half the fan you say you are, you would go and platinum all those games. <laughs> and then I, I go, I, I go, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then I start playing. And then I realized that I hate the trophy lists for the Resident Evil games. And then I start playing and I start playing and then I, I bail because I just don't want to do what it's asking me to do. And uh, today, as a matter of fact, when I got off work, I started playing Resident Evil Revelations 2. And you have to beat the game multiple times. All Resident Evil games, you have to beat multiple times. But you have to beat the game and you have to beat Invisible Enemy Mode which is extremely hard and they don't let you use all of your powered up weapons and things like that. You can't uh, add attachments and stuff. You can't access your, your bench and it's frustrating and it's meant to be frustrating and I don't want to play that way. But I was like, you know what? It's basically a war of attrition. You just die a lot and it has pretty, you know, decent check, uh, I guess, uh, checkpoints. So, I was like, you know, I'll just die, get to a checkpoint, die, get to a checkpoint, die. That's basically how all the Resident Evil games are on professional anyways. So it's not like I'm losing much, you know, other than just frustration. And I just, Invisible Enemy Mode sucks. (laughs) Like, there's so many enemies. Uh, They, you can't see them, obviously, because they're invisible. And it's just, it's very frustrating. So I I did one... the 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 missions or excuse me the the levels i guess are broken into four chapters you you do a couple chapters with um um claire and mora moria 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 i don't even know how to say her name and then you do a couple chapters with her dad barry and um uh natalia which is a little character in there and it's just not it's not fun it's not the way i want to play i i don't really enjoy playing this way um i tried it and i tried it and i tried it and i got mad so then i switched over to countdown mode where you have to do everything basically in a timer and you can get you can get like um time upgrades like you can get these little hourglasses like in the old mercenary modes but like you have a certain amount of time to complete an objective or find more time while you're completing the objective and then you have a certain amount of time to go to the next point and then there's a like a, a like a timer that runs for the majority of the mission. And if you make it to a checkpoint, but then you've run out of time, you start off with the amount of time you had left. So let's say you only had 10 seconds left once you get to a checkpoint. Then you have this endless loop of 10 seconds to get to the next thing, which is not enough time. And after two or three times of dying like that, I was just like, you know what? This is not fun. Like, this is why I don't have the platinum because I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy this. So. I bounced off of that. I've been uh, chipping away at Agents of Mayhem. Sorry, uh, you know, it's it's gotten a little better. Um, I've unlocked a couple more. Um, I've unlocked some more of the agents, and the driving is actually really good in that game. So, like driving around and just kind of being, I don't, it's not as 
chaotic and as hectic as like a Saints Row game. So it's not as satisfying. Uh, but I've leveled up my characters a little bit. And um, it's funny, my wife was watching um, Naked and Afraid of Love. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. I mean, that's my life. <laughs> well, the only thing worse than being naked and surviving in the wilderness for wilderness for 28 days is being naked and trying to hook up in the wilderness for 28 days. And uh, so I was like, she's watching that and I'm playing ages of mayhem. I was like, this, this is God awful. So I go and I get my my headset and I'm like, you know, maybe I'll just listen to the dialogue in the game. Maybe it's gotten better. No, that's awful too. <laughs> I, was, I was at this like crux of like, this is awful. Like <laughs> naked and afraid is awful. Uh, the dialogue for some of these characters and agents of mayhem is awful. So I just turned on a podcast and, and just kind of chipped away at the game. It's not a terrible game. It's not the best volition game I've ever played. So no, I don't know. I heard you uh, talk about that game last week. It's trash. There's no, there's no redeeming feature in that game. It's 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 got its flaws for sure. I wanted, I really want to like it, but I don't hate it. So do with that what you will. It's it doesn't. It's not as satisfying as the Saints Row game. So I right before we started the show, I queued up and started downloading Saints Row for Reelected on the PS4. Well, I'm on the PS5, but uh, I'm just gonna play through that. I've got Saints Row 3 remastered. I really want to go back through that one again, but I've already started Saints Row 4, so I was trying to maybe clean up that trophy list again. So we'll see. I'm jonesing for a good Saints Row game and uh Ages of Mayhem it and scratching the itch, but I've got I got some trophies in it now, so I'll keep going for a little while. I don't know I don't know if I'll finish it. We'll see. So it's not it's not terrible though. That's it's this weird that's sometimes that's worse though. Sometimes when a game is not terrible and it's not um it's not good and it's not terrible, it's like I don't know. Sometimes it's worse than just being one or the other. Sometimes I wish a game was just so bad. It's like, you know, like Alien Isolation. The game is just terrible. Absolutely trash. So and, and I've I've been telling myself that I was gonna get on the podcast and um uh I guess address the rumors on how incorrectly I played the game. <laughs> do it I, i've probably got 17 18 hours in this game I, I don't really know but i know it's it's a lot i mean the game was never ending it was ridiculous uh but i did want to say i played the vast majority of it believe it or not with headphones um ambient lighting you know like i had some green leds going every now and again some red leds just depending on where i was at in the in the actual game it has a couple levels that are a couple sections of the game that are actually good uh, as far as like voice acting and, you know, I guess the characters in the game. It was all not good. I won't say it was straight trash, but I do not enjoy uh, Ripley's daughter. Um, I didn't care for literally any other character in the game. Um, which you don't really meet that many of them, but there's certain sections where like she starts to kind of freak out as these people are being killed. And it's like, why, why am I caring about this person? I don't know. Um, there's so much just empty, nothing in the game. Like I really don't understand how survival horror fans and people can just be like, Oh, this is good. Um, and I, I've seen so much high praise for the game and I'm just like, it's just not. 
it's just not good. Um, so there's just, it was so boring. Like I can't put into words how bored I was playing this game. Uh, I, I mustered through it, but I don't ever want to play it again. Like it's just one of those games that like I, I did it and I don't ever, I don't, I just, no, that's not even, not even top 10, not even top 20. Um, so there's you're that. right. It's the game of the year. <laughs> No, and like, and I, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around how many people think that this is, you know, like top tier survival horror. Like, once you figure out the how the alien works, like, sure, on the harder difficulties, yeah, the alien is a little more uh, chaotic and frantic and finds you. Like, there's a certain point where the the difficulty spike just ramps up, and the alien just finds you constantly. And then once you get like the flamethrower and you can craft certain like attachments, you know, grenades and stuff like that are consumables rather than attachments. Like then the game moves a little better because you can, you know, it's that risk reward of, I need to complete this objective. I can do a thing. I can get the, um, I can get the, uh, the alien's attention and then I can get back to, you know, kind of what I want to do. So like, I don't know, man, like sometimes it works and it works well. Most of the time I was like, good God, is this ever going to be over? And you constantly find yourself um, like, go get a key card, go get another key card, go to this elevator or this little, um, a little shuttle that's going to take you from one section to another. Go get a key card, go get another key card. Go to this little shuttle section. And it's just like rinse and repeat. And it's just over and over and over. And it is just so boring. And then like, oh, okay, the, the alien's here. All right. Oh, now we have androids. The androids are worse than the alien. Like, they do put some pressure on you. And you have to, like, dispatch them. Or you have the option to, rather. But then you all you're doing is you're, tri- you're calling the alien to you. The alien will not interact. He won't fight the androids. So it's like, I need to complete this objective. I got to get my key card, my seven freaking hundred key card. And it's like, oh, I need to get by this Android. If I kill him, the alien's going to come. So then I have to distract the Android. I mean, I have to distract the alien after I kill the Android. And it, you just find yourself sitting and waiting so much under um, gurneys, under benches and desks and stuff and inside of lockers. And it's like, it's just, it's just not fun. Like, it's just not a fun game. Now, um, it does some stuff really well. Like it does like, you know, like the alien looks awesome. Like the ship is fully realized and it's pretty cool. And yeah, you are on this, the the creaking of the, the interiors and just like, Oh, you do go into zero gravity stuff. You, you go out on the, on the outside of the spaceship to do some things. The nest and the hive sections are awesome, but they are so few and far between. Um, the face huggers get absolutely freaking annoying because there's certain areas where you have to kind of crawl under debris and stuff. But then like face huggers come at you and it's, everything's one hit kill with the, with the aliens and stuff. So it's like you have to, you have to shoot them and the aiming is kind of janky and it's just, uh, the shotgun sucks. It's just, it's not great. It's, it's, it's just not, it's not great. So, uh, I just can't get down with that being such yeah, so highly praised. The game should have ended around the 
six to eight hour mark, if it would have cut out some of the bloat and some of the just nonsense, like it could have been a much tighter experience and I think it would have been better for it. So because it was so long and so drawn out and then there's so many times where you think you beat the game and then it goes on and then you think you beat the game and then it goes on. And then it's like, I think you get captured by the alien three or four times. Like it's, it's just not, it's not great. So yeah, that's my, that's my mini little spoiler, mini review on uh, alien isolation. I will do a, a bigger one, you know, a proper one for the Patreon, but yeah, as it stands right there, those are my gripes. Now there's a lot, there's more stuff to, to talk highly about and, and actual alien lore, but whatever, you know, so that, that's me. Uh, only other thing I'm playing is um been playing some, uh, Call of Duty with MZ Nitro, and I think we're going to jump into some Predator Hunting Grounds. So, but that's that's it. That's all I got going on. Is that game crossplay? Yeah, with PC it is. Okay, yeah. so it, it's 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 pretty fun too. I played it with Cray. Uh, oh, Gagum. Yeah, I bought it, and it's it's fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, while we're talking, I just got my head and skull ripped off by a predator. And then I was revived because the objective got reached. Because mechanics. and then yes, <laughs> and they put my head, my skull, and everything back in. And then uh, we were blown up by the predator because we downed him. And he uses uh his little explosion thing on there. So, just to backtrack slightly on your aliens thing, I, I wanted to ask because, mm-hmm. like, you, you know more about this sort of genre than I do, and like I've seen the movies or whatever. It's all it's all good, but like I don't have an affinity for the series or whatever. And I recently started playing this aliens uh, fire team or whatever it is that came out the other day. And yeah, yeah. you know, like that, that's not, that's not supposed to be a narrative game. Like it's, it's supposed to be a co-op um, shooter or whatever else. It does have some story in it. And I was reading this, like, you know, and it's, it's had mixed reviews or whatever, but that's not the point. I was reading this review and it's like, you know, this series has always been hard done by, and you know, in games and no one's really done it right and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, do you think, do you think that's part of the allowance? Like that alien isolation is the best type of alien. Like, I didn't even know how many aliens games there are, but is that the best type of it? Or is that as good as they're going to get sort of thing? Do you think that's behind it? Like, yes, it's a game of its time yeah, I, sort of thing. I think that you have hit it right on the money. The fact that like, this is such a beloved franchise and there's more missteps than there are good steps. It's, it's like the first two movies were like amazing, especially the first one. Like, like everything horror has just been based off of that. You know, it's like in some way or another, you know, like it's just, it's incredible. Um, same thing with the, the predator movies. It's like you have these, absolutely amazing movies and this this ip and yet constantly you're getting just garbage and trash put out with the name on there and it's i just i honestly don't understand like why we've gotten so much bad you know like representation i guess uh, is the best way to put it because it's like across different mediums you know it's like we'll get bad aliens movies bad alien versus predator movies like i watched aliens three and or alien three and it is it's not good like like it's got a good premise but like probably one of the better premises really but like it's just not good so so i think yeah i think that like the alien fans are like wow alien isolation is the best we've ever gotten of 
this franchise uh, in video game form. Now, the, the AVP game, the Alien vs. Predator game, it wasn't terrible, but it controlled like absolute trash. Like, I remember I've got it on one of the older systems. Don't remember which one. And it is not good. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's, I think that's what it is. Now I watched my brother play through alien fire team on his stream and it looks pretty interesting. Mm. So I, I'm sure it's not the, I, I mean, from what I understand, from what I hear, it's not the best alien game, but it seems to have like a, a bit of a roadmap and a tail kind of built with it. So it's like, it's reasonably priced and it's going to last for a while. They're going to keep adding content now. Um, and just like watching him play on the stream and listening to the guns on the, on the headsets and stuff like that. It's like, it sounds really good. And it's, it, it reminds me of aliens, you know, the second movie. So we'll see. I'm going to dig, I'm going to dig into that one pretty soon. Oh, cool. Um, we'll have to play some if you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I haven't, I haven't bought it yet. I actually had it in my hand the other day and I was like, ah. uh, I just bought ratchet. I haven't played ratchet. I still haven't finished returnal. You know, you know me, I like to get all these games. <laughs> yeah. but. I figured um I figured I'll pick it up in the next few weeks for sure. And uh it's it's reasonably priced and like I said the first DLC's already come out for it and they're adding aliens and things like that to it. So so we'll see. So maybe by the early holidays, Black Friday, something like that, it'll probably be, you know, twenty, thirty dollars with multiple DLC packs. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the pricing goes because I could be totally off base here, but I thought Disney was tied up in this as well or something, this version. This game. Well they uh, Is that- Right. They own um so they bought so Disney bought Fox. Yeah. Fox owns that oh, property. Okay. Yeah. So now Disney is involved with the Aliens and the Predator franchises. Mm. As a matter of fact, I just read yesterday that Disney has wrapped up the filming for the new Predator Origins movie oh. or prequel, whatever they're calling it. So um I you know, maybe with Disney backing it, it maybe it'll be managed better and we'll get, you know. Um, people that will take better care of the of the IP, like Predator Hunting Ground. I've played it several times. It's really good. Mm. Um, but you know who who's done the Predator franchise the best so far, in my opinion. Mm. And I I tend to talk about them both in the same opinion and same conversation because the Aliens movies, the Predator movies, they came out uh, and then they crossed over. You know, and they're all in the same universe. Um, but uh, but Tom Clancy that uh. Ghost Recon, was ah, it? yes, well, yeah. Wildlands, yeah, that is yeah. really good, dude. That Predator section, like as you're tracking it down, yep. and the the music from the first movie is playing, you hear the crackling of the Predator, and just that whole lead up to find him and then to battle with him was just absolutely incredible. Like that was so well done and so well realized. So uh, I think that. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe moving forward, things will get better. So I don't, I, I can't speak on fire team yet, but like, I really want to play it. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I sort of meant from, from the pricing point of view, cause a lot of these games like predator and uh, that hunting grounds and Friday, the 13th before it, like they, they rely on, you know, the, the general pu- 
population playing it because you need other people to play it. Oh, and, yeah. and so the price tends to drop. And the only reason I went in on this game, because those other games are no good for me because like, I, I tend to prefer playing by myself, is that this team does have AI um, that will be put in with you so you can have three AI. And like I'm sure if you're trying to do the missions on the hardest level, they're not going to be much help. But I'm just playing on a low level. And they're actually, it's very doable with them. And if, if you're still having trouble, it has a, like a slider effect where you can make them like really powerful to to sort of almost you know really help you out if you're getting stuck so it is a game that like while i'm sure it's way better playing with real people and i look forward to that it is a game you can still make progress on if you're just by yourself one night or something so which is cool awesome Mm. yeah which is that's how it should be yeah you know i'm no game dev but man these games that are so contingent on having other people should always be playable yeah without (laughs) because it's it's crazy how like when these when these when that audience dies off you know like who do you have left that's right like who's gonna who's gonna play your game so but uh but yeah so that's that's me you guys got anything else no it's a a lot no (laughs) yeah that was that was a decent amount that's a nice little conversation come from it so all right well then i guess what we'll do is before we head on into the loot bros leaderboards now is probably good a time as any to tell you guys that we do have a Patreon. Uh, we have extra content that gets posted every single month through the Patreon. We have a, loot, a super Loot Bros, an extra episode of Loot Bros podcast. And then we have the Loot Bros deep dive, uh, as well as CJ does a monthly Xbox podcast, which goes into the free feed and the Patreon feed a little bit early. Um, we have the Loot Bros Driftcast. That is the uh, Kalai and Joe. They do the Nintendo-focused podcast. That one goes live in the main feed and on the uh, Patreon feed a little bit early. And then CJ, ever so often, does the wish list. So uh, we got plenty of extra content in there for you guys. You can get in as easy and as early, as little bit as a dollar a month. Uh, and then. We also have a couple extra dormant podcasts <laughs> right now. Like I keep talking about them because uh, eventually, very, very soon, uh, we'll be dropping some new content with 2236 and the Comic Cast. Uh, those, those will be starting back up at the end of October. I've kind of finally got my, my schedule figured out. I think I'll be able to start pumping out monthly episodes of each. And then hopefully very soon, my co-host for the Comic Cast, Josh Adams, We'll be finished with his comic book. We'll be able to talk about that uh, in there as well. So getting pretty excited about that stuff. You guys ready to head over to the uh, Loot Bros custom leaderboards? Let's go. And basically the the CJ's custom leaderboards. Nah, not on the PlayStation. <laughs> well, we're going to start with Xbox just because I'm curious to see what your uh, what your so right now on the Loot Bros podcast custom leaderboards at TrueAchievements.com, CJ's in first place with 45,737 achievement points. So that would be two consecutive weeks of you hitting almost 50,000 50, points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm on, on I'm playing now. So I'm on 93,500 for the last 12 days because I've got two more days to hit 100. So easy. Goodness gracious, that's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. So we got I'm styling on you, bro, coming in a close second with 955. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty close. 
Yeah. yeah. He's probably been playing yeah. some quality. What's he? What's his last game? It's probably a quality. Uh, game. Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah. So he's playing a decent. Did you, so CJ? Did you ever play Sunset Overdrive? Yeah, I played a little bit um, of it because uh, it, it was actually when I got the X uh, X One, it came packaged with it. Uh, so I played a okay. little bit, but not not a lot. And I know it's Insomniac, isn't it? Uh, Spider Man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, styling here, Jordan, he actually, he, he's like, he's been going on about it because he really loves it or whatever else. And he's, he's been having a great time. And it was on sale either last week or it might be this week too on the Xbox. It's crazy for like nine or seven Australian dollars, you could get the game plus all the DLC. And I know the game's on um, Game Pass, but the DLC is not. So to get everything for seven Australian, which is probably like free, nothing US, um, it was a good deal. Basically. So I picked it up to, um, to play it again in the future. Heck yeah. I've tried to play it a few times and I want to like it. I think for me, I probably need to start that one over and then um, like get into the story all over again. So that was one of those that I started for a while and I was like, okay, I kind of get it. It's cool. You know, energy drinks making these little zombie blob monsters. That's pretty funny. And the traversal was pretty cool, grinding all, all the power lines and the rails and stuff. But it was one of those games that just didn't, it didn't click. You know, it wasn't like I didn't love it. And then uh, I, I, I don't know. I've gone back to it two or three times and just kind of picked up where I left off. So I didn't. You know what? I don't. I don't often shout out the Xbox for things that they do exceptionally well. But I do want to point something out because my uh, my son has been playing the um, Jurassic World Evolution game, the park builder. And so he's been on quarantine. Some kid in one of his classes had COVID. So then he's, he's quarantined for uh, 10 or 14 days, whatever it ends up being. He can't be at school. So he's been sitting in my office. And once he gets done with his schoolwork, he, uh, he plays video games. And then he's been, I, I've got an Xbox in my office. I have a just strictly for game pass. And then I have a, uh, I have a um, Xbox at the house. And so he's been jumping back and forth, you know, and like I've I've kind of watched him play it. I've played very, very little. Like um, I don't really get down with the, you know, the the park builders and things like that. But uh, but I, I got to say the fact that Xbox so seamlessly syncs and carries your save between your, your no matter what device you log into. You know, we take for granted like how easy and seamless that is. I don't know how many people listen to the show swap between consoles as much as we do in our house, but like it's incredible. Like in any given second, we could have for if it was PlayStation, we would have had to send it to the cloud uh, manually, and then you know had to download it manually. And you know, sometimes you got to do it with a jump drive. It just oh, it, that is so frustrating. And then Xbox just boom, just like that, does it for you. So we've been jumping back and forth, and we've been playing a decent amount of Xbox in the house lately. You can't, you, uh, Redbeard you, you Rick, can't, go you ahead. can't sell that feature enough. Like for people that have multiple consoles, because I do the same, and like with PlayStations, there's like four different PlayStations around, so I have different games on them because I can't be asked uploading the save right. every time. But on the Xbox, I've got like two Xboxes in different parts, and I can just, yeah, you can have the same game. And it's, yeah, it, it's such an amazing feature if you're playing on multiple systems. It is like I've got, I mean, I've said this on the show before, but my bedroom, I have a PS4, my office, I have a PS5, Mm. uh, in the game room, we have three PS4s. Each kid has their own. And then we have a PS4 in the living, is that right? Living room. That's too many PS4s. 
Somebody's PS4 is in there. Either way, we have everyone has their own PS4. But if I jump between them, depending on what room I'm in, it's like, oh crap, did I upload my game save? No, I didn't. Like right now, I put Saints Row. I said I was going to play Saints Row Four. I go to I go in there and I don't have. I never uploaded my save file, so it's it's on the PS4 in my bedroom. I'm like, I can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't fool with that. I'm just not playing now. So it's one of those things that like. That is a feature, and it got me thinking, it would be great to sit down one day and just maybe talk about all the features that, like, maybe go underreported uh, between the consoles. You know, like, I'm, I'm sitting here going through the PS5's new update, and it made some very, very amazing quality of life changes, things that should have been there from day one. And it's like, oh, finally. Like, this is so simple, and yet means so much. So... If only they would sync the saves automatically. <laughs> you made a comment last week. I listened to your show, and uh, and you said if I didn't have all these PS fives or PS fours or whatever they were, whatever it was, um, spread around the house, I would never get any time to game. <laughs> like I would never get any along these lines. And yep. like that is uh, like I think like I'm not sure. Like your, your listenership's a bit older too, but like a lot of people that game a lot, like they just don't understand that because you know they have all the time in the world to game or whatever else. But when you've got like I can't. Like, I don't have kids, but I can't imagine having kids and doing it. But, like, I work a lot, and there's no way that you could get the, I could get the gaming in I do if I couldn't move around. It couldn't move around with me. So yep. it's almost like we're using these consoles like handhelds in a way. Like, you know, yes. they follow us around <laughs> rather than we are locked into, you know, one room for them. So, <laughs> well, you know, if I was limited to when I could be in, in my office in front of my TV with my PS5, I would play Friday nights while we do the podcast, which means technically none, because even though I'm mashing buttons in the background, my attention is on what we're doing. So it's more so just to physically stimulate me, not so much to actually do gaming. And plus I can't hear what's happening. So I'm not playing anything story related. It's always a button masher of some sort or, you know, a, a, a stack of a you know spam game or whatever. Um, and like right now I'm just watching myself die in predator over and over and over again. Like I'm no, no good to this game. I'm just running around and like, Oh, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. Um, but, uh, but like, so I have to do it that way. And, and Joe and I were talking before the show, Joe is going to be, uh, this is going to be for a little while now. Joe's going to be on every other week. And, uh, we we're just kind of talking about like balancing the home life and the gaming hobby. And it's difficult because. Like my wife, she works. I work. We usually work opposite schedules. So whenever she's home and I'm home, it's like, oh, we should be paying each other some attention. We also have three children, three animals. Everything's fighting for your time. <laughs> and the only thing I want to do is play freaking PlayStation. So what I do is I have to stash consoles around the house. And I even have one at work. So when I have a lunch break... That way it's like, okay, I got, I got, I got an hour. I got 30 minutes. Oh, you're preoccupied, you know, like, and that's the trick right there. If you're listening in pro tip gamers, if your significant other, your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, uh, furry, whatever it is you have at home waiting on you, like it, you don't want to be the guy who's like, they have to ask you uh, to turn the game off to pay them attention. What you want to do is you want to have consoles stashed everywhere so that whenever they're preoccupied with Facebook, Instagram, uh, Love Island, reality TV, whatever it is, 
you just slide into the console. So, okay, while you're doing your thing, I'll just sit right here beside you and I'll do mine. I, tot- and before you know I totally it. agree with that. But the other option as well is, is just to live in a country where you're now approaching the 12th week of lockdown and you live in a house, <laughs> which is a reasonable size. And you're now at the point where it's like, well, you just fucking get away from me for the day. <laughs> and so you're living at opposite ends of the house and you have, you come together for meals and a movie. And like it's, that, that, it does wonders for your game as you slowly lose your insanity as you move into the 13th week. <laughs> that's amazing yeah here you are a hundred thousand came from score later it's the only way that could happen Uh, that's awesome that's awesome yeah well we that i will say and i'm sure i'm sure lockdown has its uh has a lot more cons than it has pros but selfishly we've we haven't been locked down yet at least for the type of work that my wife and i do so you know we haven't got to get sick of each other just yet but I mean, maybe our day's coming. You never know. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I was very blessed. Like, I got COVID, but it wasn't. I didn't have it that bad. Um, like, I had a, I had a very mild case, and so after the you know third or fourth day of you know being not even that severely ill, I was quarantined, and I <laughs> played a crap load of games for me. So, <laughs> like, yeah, you do. It's a. Uh, it's amazing how much time you have. I had no idea because I like you haven't been, but most Americans were in for some for a year almost, I think. And it's yeah. just terrifying. Some are still there. Still like Yeah. That. It's terrifying how much time. It's so funny because <clears throat> like we're doing like really de- degenerating now, but so, cause you have all this time. I'm, I, I'm on top of everything, even including my tax, which is like never happens when the counter's always, always <laughs> like, I'm like, I sent it to the accountant the other week and normally he's like chasing me because I'm a year behind organizing it all. And <laughs> I got a phone call because the awesome thing is not only do you have all this time, but because you're not spending any money on like random shit you normally do, you have a lot more money. And I had a phone call from the accountant and he goes, oh, I just wanted to check you're still in the same profession. And I said, yeah, why? He goes, you're spending a lot on gaming. Are you involved in the gaming industry now? Are you? Can we write any of this <laughs> off? And I'm like, no, that's, that's correct. I- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, y'all this time, you, you're to figure it out, man. You, you're going to turn it into a business somehow. So, you know what? Well, the funny thing is, <laughs> at like it, working in, in music, there is a little bit of give and take on what you can claim. So there is a percentage of entertainment stuff you can claim as musical inspiration, but <laughs> not, 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 not to the degree that we buy, unfortunately, but, but something. <laughs> <laughs> so all of the uh, rhythm games, I would imagine. Uh, maybe even the Final Fantasy and uh, Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> well, it's it's sort of just like a total number, but unfortunately, the number's not that high. So, <laughs> but it's still something. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> hey, it's bad. Yeah. You got to get yours from the tax man because he's going to get his from That's you. Right. you know? That's right. Anytime you got a chance to take advantage of the tax oh, man, get it and get you some. Get you get you a, a second helmet if you can. Because right. because <laughs> he's going to get his. So yeah, treat yourself a little bit. Right. Treat yourself. That's right. Because. <laughs> He's going to get you. <laughs> he can't, can't trust the tax man. So, uh, and then third place, I don't know if I've said it yet, but Redbeard Rick with 520 points. Shout out to Mr. Rick for his awesome score on that 360 lot. So he and I were messaging back and forth and sending some, some uh, spank bait to each other. And oh man, I'll tell you what, I love seeing uh, a fellow gamer just land a nice large haul of games. That was just, oh, uh, I love it. That gets me excited. 
That's a crazy wow. number of games for both of you. I saw that too. And he, he actually, I hadn't heard, I love expressions. I love the manipulation of the English language. And he threw one out, out that I'd never heard before. Oh, good way to go. What did he say? You you just went and pissed on my chips. And I was like, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I never so heard English, that either. So English. <laughs> it really is. I just, because I'm a visual person, I could just imagine him sitting there because he's shown his game room with that wonderful chair and he's just there and the chips are on the floor and he's just taking a piss on them because you've ruined his day. (laughs) I know that's a literal, I know that doesn't actually mean that phrase, but. (laughs) Right, right. Well, what's funny is, what's funny is he, he posted like a big haul, like whenever lockdown first got lifted for him. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, first time back into the shops and he bought like every, all these freaking games. I'm like, dude. Like I, and I had been on like a drought, man. Like I hadn't had like a big score in a while. And then I got a coworker who was just like, man, I got an attic full of games. And I just, I mean, I bought, I showed you the pictures, bins of them. And I didn't show all the pictures <laughs> because some of the pictures I took actually weren't very good. I just sent them to, I just took pictures and sent them to my brother, but I counted. It was like 300 and something games I ended up buying. You know what I like about those photos being a, a digital buyer of games is that I, so I can't show them obviously, but what I like them is I've, and I don't prescribe this as a good way to live your life, but it's working for me is that I've always been the sort of person that I look at other people and I go, Whoa, that dude's doing way more than me. So I'm okay. And it could be like, you know, drinking it and go, Whoa, <laughs> shit, that guy's drinking a lot, but I don't drink that much. So I'm fine. Or, Whoa, look at these guys. They're buying a ton of games, but I'm not buying that much. So it's okay. And you, you justify everything you do based on, you find people that are at the extreme end. So they're always not as bad yeah. as them. And when I see pictures like that, I'm like, see, I've got no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's funny is the other day you had like subtly mentioned, you're like, yeah, I got like something like 5,000 games. I'm like, dang, that's a lot. And a then lot I started looking. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, I got about a thousand digital. On. So when I look at my PlayStation five, four and five, it's about a thousand games. Uh, then if you look at my PS3 library between PS3, Vita, and PSP, that's 1,300. Now, granted, there is some, like, crossover. You know, some of those games are on all the platforms, so it's kind of like I can't really count that. But then I was looking at my shelves, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got I got about 500 uh, of these game, physical games. And I was like, oh, yeah, wait, there's uh, two drawers in my bedroom. There's a shelf that's four tiers in my office. Okay, so I probably got about maybe six, 700 physical games. I was like, okay, I'm in the three thousands now. <laughs> like, okay, maybe, maybe I do have a problem. <laughs> and then I was like, oh wait, I have, I have two shells that I hadn't even accounted for. That's just strictly resident evil and PS Vita games. So I was like, that's another couple hundred. So yep. Yeah, um, so listeners, you should, you should feel justified in going and buying 10 games this afternoon because you know, Daryl's out there. I, I treat yourself. <laughs> There you go, treat yourself. <laughs> I was over here feeling like, uh, like, like uh, CJ was pissing on my chips the other day because he's all like, "I got five thousand games," and I just started. I was like, oh, okay. It's so funny. Like, uh, we um really uh, like uh the way the Xbox. I don't know if you've got into this because the Xbox has a PC store or Microsoft have a PC store as well, and then you have the Xbox store on the console, two different stores, and the regional stuff is pretty good on the Xbox. So if you buy it in one region, it just shows you own it. So you wouldn't accidentally make the mistake of buying it again. But apparently on the PC store, that doesn't always work. And these guys in this thing, like they've played everything. So they have every game. And <laughs> this guy sent me a message the other night. He goes, I got so wasted. I started buying games. I already 
already own on the PC store. So it's even the same version and not the same <laughs> stack. And I was just, but it's, it's just to fill that, you know, I had to buy something. So I just, I was just. Dude, you say that, but like me and my brother, we'll be texting back and forth. Like, oh man, work really sucked this week. I can't wait to go buy a game. Yeah. It's just like, it kind of is, which is a really, that's a shame, but I get excited, man. Like sometimes I'll just hit the flea markets here because I'm like, I need to buy a game. I need, I need a deal. I need to feel like I accomplished something with my money. So that's a, that's how it is, man. I guess I should probably get into the other leaderboard huh? (laughs) instead of just continuously ranting about buying games. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So we're going to head on over to the PlayStation leaderboard. And for whatever reason, it did not want to load because I know for a fact I had more trophies. Yep, there it goes. Boom. First place, Resident Daryl with 62 trophies. Not a whole lot when you're talking 50,000 gamer score on the Xbox side. but I could see why you wanted you to know. reload that to get the right number. <laughs> well, it only showed like 40-something. And I'm like, wait a second. It cut me off early in Hyroxia, and I played on that game, so. I got to at least get credit for it. Not to mention, I kind of, you know, on, on uh, true trophies and true achievements, they send you a nice little email, like a little message whenever you complete a game. And I wanted my message. I wanted them to say, congratulations on completing your game. Second place, NZ Nitro with 18. Ooh, that's not a lot for second place. CJ, man, you like you let us, you left us here to, you gave us a week of where we could just, flex all over the 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 leaderboard and we didn't we failed we let you down you got that one seagull in third place with 15 trophies that's not a lot so we're just gonna stop right there that's nothing (laughs) just just before we move off the the trophies and the leaderboards if i if you can next week because i know there are some degenerates that you know like a bit of trophies and there are some reformed degenerates now that you know have nothing to do with trophies uh on new accounts or whatever else but next saturday i think it's the 25th of september now this is an american thing but it's available to yeah so 25th of september apparently in some somewhere in america it's national hunting day whether it's the whole country or a particular state i'm not sure uh but that's the official thing and on the the psn profiles which i know many of your listeners would frequent for their stats they have an event run by this dude it's a free to enter event or whatever where they try and earn as many trophies as they can in one day so if you think you're going to be playing sometime on the 25th and you're on that site all you got to do is go to the thread it's in the competition thread it's like the national trophy hunting day thread all you have to do to any you don't even have to say you you know you don't even have to associate with these people is you just tick the box at the top saying you'd like to answer and they'll include your score you can earn one trophy or a hundred or whatever you want it all goes because it's not an individual thing it's just like how many the community can earn in one day and i think last year they earned 5,500 and there, there were a lot of people involved obviously so if you think you're going to play on that day and you want to be involved it's just a bit of a laugh or whatever else not a competition or whatever just a community event then jump on and um and do that and who knows maybe you'll be the the leaderboard champion that week if you knock out a few on that day. Hmm. Hmm. sounds like a good day to spam some rat plans. Hmm. i think that's what a lot of people do <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure right like it makes a lot of money yeah, on days that like that week yeah <laughs> everybody's stocking up on spam for the weekend <laughs> Oh man, I tell you what, they are really doing, they're doing God's work. Mm. They are constantly churning out games. There's no shortage of rat plats. 
So we'll do a uh, big backlog beatdown update next week when Kali is back. Uh, as it stands right now, there wasn't too much change. A point or two here or there. I got a few extra points. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to wait till she gets back to do a big backlog beatdown update. So T-Bird, with that being said, do you want to head over to community questions? Uh, I don't have them brought up. Oh, T-Bird, well, I can, I'll cover for you while you bring them up. I know we had some good ones. And actually, CJ, you wrote into the show before you had committed to being on the show. You, you can hold my question. So you were going to win because you had a wrestling <laughs> That's fine. Joe's you got a wrestling question. a good one for Joe as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'd appreciate that. So, T-Bird, just let us know when you're ready. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Gaz Davis, what is your favorite time of the day to game and why? I'll let y'all go first. Oh, mine's easy. I prefer gaming at night. I don't know. I think it's, uh, I hate gaming in the morning. I hate I don't watch TV or try not to or do anything like that before 12 because I think you need to be productive at least a little bit in the day. But having said that, now that I'm an old man, I keep waking up fucking earlier and earlier. So sometimes I actually game for an hour at 5 till 6 a.m. I don't mind that either, but predominantly at night or like early afternoon into night. There, seem, there seems to be something about playing, I don't know, Tanner, if you have this, something about playing like an RPG, like an Assassin's Creed and like starting at three o'clock and you probably don't have this because you have kids actually, but starting at three o'clock and then, you know, sipping a scotch or whatever and then looking down and it's like nine o'clock and it's dark outside. It's like perfect RPG time, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Neither of you, you both have kids. So like in 40 years when they finally move uh, I don't out, have no kids. Oh, don't you? Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, no, no. you did. So <laughs> well, you, well, you'd know what it's like then. Yeah. Mm. Trophy. I just got a trophy for dying. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, T Bird, when's your favorite time to game? Uh God, actually kinda like right now. <laughs> like <laughs> I say ten PM to like five in the morning. Yeah, because you got that night nice shift schedule, so there's no one up to bother you. You can game without any reservations. You can just go. Yep. I've i've done that i was just i've been i was just uh i can't remember what game it was i think it was ghost just uh ghost just tearing through and next thing i know it's like five o'clock in the morning i'm like oh no (laughs) (laughs) i need to get up and do something at least (laughs) move around yeah so years ago i used to work a weird second shift uh shift Second shift shift. That didn't make any sense. I used to work second shift. It was 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. So it's not quite night shift, but it's like right in the, the it covers that section of the afternoon where everyone's off work and actually functioning. And so I used to unload trucks for Walmart and I would go to work, get off at one, come home. Everyone's asleep. Everyone I knew was either asleep or going to bed. So I would sit in front of my Xbox. This is back when the OG Xbox was out. Excuse me. And I would just game. I would game till six in the morning. And I have some of my fondest gaming memories from just going from one in the morning to six in the morning. And just like I was playing like that was back GTA 3, GTA Vice City, uh, the first Fable game, tons of Halo. I would just sit there and just play and play and play and play. And I've told stories on the show before where that was when we had our modded consoles. So like 
you would beat a game and then you would just go in there and change the name of the game and put like a little asterisk at the end of it. And boom, that was my sign of completion. And my brother and I would kind of flex on each other. Like, look at all these completed games we got downloaded to our consoles. But, um, but yeah, I played so much games, so much Def Jam fight for New York and Def Jam Vendetta, so much GameCube freaking wrestling. Like it was, that was a really good time. Now, granted, it's, it gets a little lonely after a while, but uh, but there's no one to bother you. No one can, no one to stop you. So I can imagine Tanner right now, like that is the best time to game. Yeah, I um, think it's going to be a problem whenever I keep playing Destiny and I need to find a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, now, as for me personally, right now, I'm in a weird spot with gaming. Um, like I used to prefer to get up early in the morning before everyone in the house woke up. And so I would get up at four, four thirty, you know, game until I had to go to work and or before I had to get my kids up for school. Now, I don't know. I'm having trouble getting up in the morning. So I like to game in the evenings, you know, like that, that nine, 10 o'clock at night until, you know, 12, one, it just depends. Uh, like I said, my wife's getting ready to go back to night shift. So that's going to be prime game time, baby. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So when she goes back to nights, I think I'm going to I'm going to get serious. That's why I'm going to start tackling some bigger games because I know that I can actually commit to these are the two nights that I will for sure have large amounts of game time. So I will be able to jump into like a Red Dead or you know, go back in Grand Theft Auto V or um, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima. Like these games won't be near as intimidating because I'll be able to say, oh, I'll, I, Saturday and Sunday nights, that's what I'm playing. Whereas right now it's like, I mean, maybe, maybe this week, maybe next week. And then in three months when I actually have time to play again, it's like, oh, I don't forgot how to play the game. I got to start over. So I've got, I'm, I've been, I've been formulating. I got quite the list of things I want to get done. So, uh, and her having to commit to this for a year to two years means I'm going to set some pretty, pretty strict goals for myself. So who knows? It's not, I was just thinking when you said that, there's nothing more exciting than when you've been like, you've had a really big week or you haven't had time to play or whatever else. And you know, like, whether it be a Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, whenever you actually have like a solid amount of time to play and you're like, you've planned out what you're going to play because you've been fucking around all week working and you haven't had any time. So you know exactly what you're going to play. It's so exciting. You sit down to play, you play for three or whatever hours, you three or four hours or whatever. You get to the end of the session and you realize you didn't play anything you were planning on playing and you made almost <laughs> no progress. And it's like this massive depressive hole you fall in and you're like no yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so funny that's how it works (laughs) or or the even the better one is whenever you you wait all week long you get a setup you get ready to go you put the controller in your hand then you fall asleep in your chair (laughs) so that's prime daryl right there (laughs) dude my wife took a picture of me and posted it on facebook the other day and i was like slumped down in my chair and my belly sticking out freaking controller curled up and I was doing this weird thing with my fingers. <laughs> I, was like, I I was so excited because I think she left. She had something she had to do. And I was like, oh, awesome. The kids were busy. We had already got done with all the sports. Uh, the wife was busy. And I get sit back in my chair. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play games for a couple hours. And I didn't make it past the opening menu of the game. <laughs> Didn't, didn't play at all. I remember, I remember that picture because I was like, is he throwing up gang signs? 
That's what it looked like. Look, I was throwing up blood signs with my my fingers. They were like stuck to each other a little bit. It was weird. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't play the first. I mean, my son was like sitting beside me. He goes, "Dad, you didn't. You didn't get out of the menu." So, <laughs> I was like, "Well, there was that. I guess I'll try again next week." So Did that happened. Well, I mean, maybe to the, not that extreme, but the, I that happens a lot to me. Like, I'll load up a game and I'm ready to play it, and then I'll look at the thing and I'm just like, "No, nah, I just I can't do this today," and I just yep. turn it off. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, the store should have a policy when you buy a game that if you buy it and then you don't play it within five days, they just give you your money back because you obviously <laughs> thought you were going to play it at the time. You buy it and you load it up, and you're like, "No, I'm not playing it." <laughs> so it's like, yes. And could yes. you imagine? Because then you could just keep buying the same game every five days and you get the rush of buying the game. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man. I need... Well, you know, what, believe how many times I buy games because they're on sale. Yeah, that's right. And I'm like, oh, crap. I already have this physically. <laughs> like, I almost bought Saints Row. That was crazy. I was flipping through the store before the show. And I was like, I wanted to play. I want to play Saints Row. So I was like, I'm just going to download Saints Row the third. I know I own it. And I own it digitally and physically on PS3 and Xbox 360. Uh, and I was like, I, I so in my mind, I was like, oh, I have it on PS4 or PS5. I'll, I'll play it there. So I go, to, I go to download, I go to, to bring it up. I'm like, oh crap, I own the original, not the remastered. So I was like, I'll just go ahead and buy it. I mean, 15, 16 bucks, whatever it is right now. I was like, that's totally worth it. Yeah. And then sitting right beside me, like a one arm length over, on the shelf is Sancho the Third remastered in the wrapper. <laughs> like, oh, that's why you should have bought a digital only console. So now you've got to buy it. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> so you can justify it. I mean, uh, well, you might I, save I, more I thought, money that way, man. Maybe, but but you know, I thought about it. I was like, man, I should I open my copy or should I just buy the digital one now? Cause I got this new thing and I say new, I've been doing this for a while, but like having unopened copies of games, like sealed copies of games is kind of like been my new secret obsession. You're going to go grade them. <laughs> Maybe don't tell Joe, but like, like, man, I like, I've been, uh, I've been thinking, I have a lot of sealed in the box games and they, it started off as like an unintentional thing. And now I'm like, well, now I kind of want to keep them sealed. So I don't know. I'm at a, I'm at, I'm kind of torn, but I've got like, I've got like the GI Joe game that just came out sealed. The new transformer game sealed. I've got saints row sealed. I've got like all the Neo games sealed. (laughs) Saints. I mean, ages of mayhem was sealed since like, since it first released, (laughs) I just opened it like a week or two ago and two weeks ago. These are. I still got. Go ahead. I was going to say these companies must be loving the lockdown because the most exciting thing here in in Sydney at the moment is at ten at eleven o'clock each day the stores update uh, Tuesday through Friday the digital stores. So the most exciting time of the day here is ten fifty nine while you wait for the store to update. The most depressing time of the day is eleven o one when you realize there's no new games for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Lockdown living, it's wonderful. No, what's funny is, um, like, uh, I was going, so uh, what I started doing, these freaking dogs are tearing up everything in our game room. And so I started moving all my games and shelving units down into the basement. 
So um, I moved them down, and I've just been kind of like cataloging and categorizing all my games and stuff. And I was putting all my stuff up, and I was like, man, I have like, I've got close to 50 sealed PlayStation 4 games. And I was like, man, this is awesome. So I was, I have like a just section just for those. And I was putting them all up and I was like, oh man, I forgot I never opened this game. Oh man, I forgot I never opened this game. <laughs> and I was going through all of them. And I was like, oh wow, I've got Ratchet and Clank, the the PlayStation um, 2016, like sealed in the box <laughs> from when it came out. <laughs> I never opened it. I was like, dang. I mean, I platinumed it digitally, but. I was like, man, that's that. I'm sure I paid. I think I paid full price for that, which is what like forty bucks upon release or something. But yeah. Anyways, I got a problem. What's the next question, T Bird? Jared writes: There has been some uh, Eminem talk on the show lately. Girl is very wrong thinking peanut is the best. I disagree. Peanut butter is the best. There is an insane amount of different M&Ms. And what are the other Loot Pro's favorite M&Ms? Uh, do you CJ, do they have... Do you mean, you put a list? whole list. You don't have to do that. Okay. CJ, do they have M&Ms in Australia? Is that a popular candy in Australia? Yes, they do. Uh, when we got electricity the other day, the M&Ms came as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was a big day. Every, everybody came out of their house briefly. There you go. I'm sure that you uh, had to clear that with the government before but you came outside. I hear right? you yeah, eating these like out. you were talking about this. And like I think of M&Ms in the movies here. Like that's the only time you have them. I mean, I know they're in the shops. You could buy them. But it's like a movie food. I, I can't imagine just, it just yeah, having them as a. So believe it or not, for a big guy, I'm not huge on sweets. Mm. Um, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of dude. And I eat a lot of it. Uh, but every now and again, I'll get on like a sweet or something, and then that'll be my thing for a little while. Mm. So for a while there, it was donuts. Like, like I just, every chance I got, I would just eat a donut. I was eating like a donut every morning for breakfast. Like, uh, it was kind of, and then I just, once I'm off of them, I'm off. Like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a donut. Um, and like right now it's peanut M&Ms. Like, uh, I saw them at the, we were grocery shopping one day. And uh, the grocery store I went to had like a, like a big, I took a picture of the wrapper the other day. It's like a big sharing size is what they call it. And it's just, it was a huge bag. And uh, I was like, oh man, those look good. And I ate some and I was like, wow, this is great. So now every week I've gone back and gotten another bag. And uh, I actually finished the bag this morning, as a matter of fact. And um, they're, I don't know, that's just been my thing lately. So, but I like, I'll, there's so many of them. And by the time I'm done eating, my jaw hurts because I've been <laughs> chewing peanut M&Ms for so long that, like, <laughs> my jaw's tired. <laughs> so, uh, I, I really can't, uh, I can't agree with, um, with Jared on the peanut butter M&Ms. You may as well just have Reese's Pieces. Yeah. yeah. I don't like Reese's Yeah, I agree on that one. They're good, but the, the peanut m ms is pretty much the best. I would have to agree. Now, now a Reese PC every now and again is good. Like so, like Halloween time, we we have always have the parent tax on that kid's Halloween candy. Naturally, so we we have to go in and get the first fruits. <laughs> so, so I'll go in there and I'll raid the candy candy bags, and it's like you know naturally peanut M and M's. Those are coming with me. Um, and then every now and again, I'll I'll, I'll do like a little a little snack size Reese PC, but that's all you can have. 
Because after that, it's almost like it's too much. It's too, it like, kind of burns you a little bit. It burns it's, the throat. It's almost too sweet. Yes, yes. So, so. now I will say a tub of popcorn with like peanuts. warm popcorn. Throw some, yeah, yes. throw some Reese Pieces or some peanut M&Ms in there. That's good. Classic. I don't even like popcorn, but that's the way to do it if you're going to do popcorn. The funniest thing about all that M&M talk, though, was the fact that that came up with that episode with the pirate and Joe. And I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> if you were on, Tanner, because I think I died briefly in that episode. So fucking boring. I died several times. Yeah, I know. So I could hear your body swinging or whatever. Clyde's just farting from the, the ass or whatever, like last week. And then, unbelievable. And then and then even Daryl's like, he's like, these M&Ms are going long ago. And, like, you know, you could feel his pain. He's like... And they just kept going yeah. and going. And now, I mean, look, look, you've got to love the man. He, he loves the PlayStation. That's obvious. But, I mean, you know, it's running at almost three hours. It's a bit much. <laughs> then they started arguing each other's points for each other. It's like, after a while, they switched over. It's like, I forgot what team I'm on. I'm just arguing because I like arguing. <laughs> uh... But, no, it was... Like I said, I had my, had my bag of M&Ms, and I was like, I'm going to let them go until I'm done. And then uh, I, when I ran out, it was time to, to end the show. someone I there listening now going, anymore. I wish I had a bag of M&Ms. This show never ends. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you had a bag of M&Ms to last you the length of our show, that's a big effing bag. True <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> all right, T-Bird. Uh, Shadowless Edge. Who's your favorite Hall of Famer? I'm assuming it's wrestling. Two. Or you me just break it. Can we do one at a time? We'll do one at a time. Okay. Favorite Hall of Famer. Uh, my first thing popped in my head was Stone Cold Steve Austin. If I had to have a second place, it'd be Brett Hitman Hart. Very solid. Very solid. I I don't even know. I couldn't remember anybody besides those two, honestly. There you go. That's all you need. What about you, CJ? Favorite I'm, WWE I'm, Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know who's in it, so I wouldn't be able to answer that. Um, but <laughs> sorry, but uh, except for that guy that I looked up, he's a real dude, apparently. Hopefully, uh, um, he's quite good. You know, that's what they said in the thing. He will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I, I think, I think, unfortunately, here Cameron, he's like you could like snap him between your little fingers. He's a little dude, right? So he's not into the wrestling at all. And I think he's referring to Hall of Famers on the Xbox side, the Hall of Famers, because he is one. So I can answer that my favorite. Xbox Hall of Famer, of course, sir, is Maka, who I had the privilege of talking to many times. He's a wonderful dude, and he's my favorite Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. Well, then I think my favorite Stallion. I think he would be as well, surely. He would have. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interestingly, he, I, got- I reached out to him because he was making a game or something at the time, and maybe we should follow up on that at some point. And I never really heard back from him, but he sounded like a really interesting dude. He's a family – he'd have an interesting story, a family guy uh, as well. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's, that's yeah, that, I'd love to talk to him because mm-hmm. uh, I follow him on, on Facebook and stuff, and I, he was the – I started following him because he was the first person to hit a million gamer score. Mm-hmm. And then clever enough and to stop. He d- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he he did he did what he had to do. You know, he, he's he's in there good with the Xbox and uh, and uh, he posts every so often. He'll be like, "Oh, here's the 
easiest game, 10 easiest gamer score games on Game Pass right now. And, and uh, it's pretty cool. You know, so he seems like a, I, I enjoy his content. I don't know. I can't really say he's a cool dude or not because he could be a total douche, but um, I, I would say I enjoy his content, what I follow from him. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure Cameron was just trying to get, you know, like a, a little little congratulations right there. And I'm sorry you are denied. I bet Cameron's favorite Hall of Famer is Cameron. And that's all that matters. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I always say, love yourself like Cameron loves Cameron. But it would be interesting to see him in the ring with one of these massive dudes and just see if they could snap him in half with their finger. Because I think they could. There you go. Maybe. Maybe it wouldn't but have used their little uh, stra- The guy else. from Down Under has been snapped in half. <laughs> <laughs> or Biden on the microphone. I don't know where I am, but he snapped him in half. <laughs> Chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> Uh, all right second question cj what feels better to pop trophies or achievements i think you're popping the wrong thing sir because uh neither of those things but (laughs) uh it's it's a fun no i was thinking about this before it's a funny thing because none of us are um completionists we just play as we like so i think i play the place and you said this tonight as well daryl when you're talking about resident evil and things you don't like to do for the platinum so you don't do it Uh, i don't think any of us like we pick up what we want but none of us will necessarily go out of our way anymore for a platinum and i think that's why i like the xbox and i know you all want a platinum or some overall trophy on the xbox Uh, you i know i always hear that in all your shows that it's a big thing it would be great to have but i actually quite like the the thousand list and you know if you get 900 if you get 700 or whatever that's like it's enough like and and I think that's how I play on the PlayStation. Like I get a lot of platinums from the easy short games, but a lot of the big games I finish. But there's so many ridiculous requirements for the platinum that I'm not going to do that. So I think just the acquiring of the points is more maybe now than the actual platinum trophy or trophy. So in some ways, I think that's why I like the Xbox idea of just a number better. It was hard for me to switch because I. Oh. I don't know. I think I switched over. I could be wrong around 60, we'll say 75,000 achievement points is roughly what I had when I switched over kind of full time, I guess you'd say to PlayStation. And that was really hard to, to switch on because I agree with you. Like the completion percentage didn't matter. It was just get points. And the, all the points added up to this one number. And it was very satisfying to play that way. Um, Whereas when I switched over to chasing trophies on PlayStation, the, if I, if I know I can't get the platinum, I nine times I tend to even play the game. And now that when I, I, I guess I should clarify if I know the platinum is unattainable anymore. Like, like if I was to put in a game that you can't, like the servers are shutting down for Max Payne 3. So if I was going to load Max Payne 3 up for the first time, I would think twice about it, possibly not even play it because there would be no chance of completing it. Even though I'm not a completionist, it's this weird thing in my head where it's like, well, I can't do that. Therefore, I should probably do something else. Um, And, and, and with Xbox, it's not like that. It's like, oh, I can get some achievements. I can play the game. And then when I'm done, I'm done. It's very, very different. And so 
for me, it took a while before PlayStation and trophies became the the one that I wanted the most. So for me right now, it would be trophies. I enjoy the, you know, I'm I'm very invested and I'm I enjoy the trophy pop. And then the platinum is very satisfying when I get them. Yeah. But you know, I can I definitely see the appeal of the of the achievements for sure. And I always thought the achievement sound was better than the trophy sound. <laughs> Which that might sound silly, but like it's a hundred percent better, dude. It's that's a good that's a good little pop. Well, the like sound. for years, <laughs> well, the rare the rare is cool. And see, the PS Five changed the trophy sounds, and they're good, but like I don't think they're as good personally. Um, but the uh, and the rare sound is cool. But man, for years my tr- my text tone was the achievements out. Yeah. Just it's a good freaking sound. It's funny too, because like the other, like I was thinking about like the other day now, because I'm playing much more on the Xbox is I've got to actually think about where I want to play the game. But, you know, because you're probably not going to play it twice, depending on the length on, on both systems, except for maybe Life is Strange. But uh, um, <laughs> maybe other things. But it's funny because I think Microsoft having produced such a better machine, it's made it easy for me too, in that I'm not going to play... Like, I'm going to play Far Cry 6 on the Xbox. I'm playing Towers of Arise on the Xbox. I played Life is Strange on the Xbox first. I'm going to play any big game on the Xbox over the PlayStation um, because it's going to be a better experience. There's no question. Phil's assured me of that, and I I mean, Phil, we trust. But, uh, you know, there is enough short crap on the PlayStation that I don't miss out on any, you know, trophy rising or, you know, platinums because you can just play all the garbage there. And that system, I don't care what anyone says, Daryl, the PS5 plays spam better than anything. I think it's just, it's it's at home in the three-minute game. And, uh, you know, so, so you can play those games there. And then when you go for a real meaty experience, you go to your, you go to your machine that can handle it, you know? Hey man, you gotta be good at something. That's right. Well, I can't wait for the day when Radalika becomes a first party studio. It's the best acquisition that, uh, if Sony (laughs) bought them and made them exclusive, fuck, that would change the market in trophy and achievement hunting. (laughs) It would do something. (laughs) (laughs) It would definitely do something. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, uh, I'm, I'm hooked on the PlayStation Five. Like I'm kind of having issues going. This is really weird too. I'm having issues going back to the PS4. Not, I love the controller for the PS4, but like haptic feedback is. I really enjoy that. I really like that extra little buzz. That little. The adaptive triggers, like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a that that, that gimmick has really spoke to me. Yeah. So, I've I've had a hard time even swapping internally between PlayStation consoles because I'm like, oh man, like I, I kind of wish I could play even like Predator right now. Like, it, it, that was part of my hang up with Agents of Mayhem because even the standard rumble in Agents of Mayhem is so subtle, and it, there's not really a lot of feedback when you shoot. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know. I'm really, I am enjoying this way more than I thought I would. So I don't know. Maybe enough, uh, 
the I can't I can't if you do play the Life is Strange with that haptic controller because I noticed it on the Xbox but then played it a little and it was the same on the on the PlayStation one and the it's the most I think someone in that studio must have had a bit of a laugh one night got on the PS and just bumped the settings right up on a few of the scenes and it there's a few scenes in there where the haptic feedback is so strong the controller's buzzing that I feel embarrassed for the controller it's like you're holding it you're like well this is just embarrassing and I'm the only one in the room and I feel that way. It's like I haven't played any game like it. It's like I need to put this thing down. My whole body is vibrating or whatever. It's just and it's so loud too. It's like, like oh my god. Like, Dude, that's how that's how the guns are for uh in Resident Evil 8 when I'm using the assault rifle. It the the trigger is 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 gyrating, the controller is gyrating, it's like it's like Man, that's obnoxious. I couldn't play this beside my wife at night. Like I could not. No, she would no. it would it would drive her insane. Well, this I the reason why I think this is a misstep is it's actually a, in one of the spots it happens, it's quite a quiet scene, and I can't even hear what she's saying on the TV because the control is going <laughs> bad. <laughs> this is wonderful. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure there's some people out there have done some unspeakable things with their controllers. So. <laughs> I tell you what, if, if you're going to play that game and you want to know where those scenes are so you can adjust yourself properly for maximum effect, I can I can let you know. Message me. <laughs> CJ's starting to write guides now. This is, why, but no, it's this just... is why I bought the other stack. I want to get that controller positioned properly this time for what it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> CJ's guides aren't, around, aren't written around trophies. They're written around the haptic feedback. This is, this is how you really pop, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you asked which one you like popping more. <laughs> It's obscene. Uh, that's that's terrible, Tanner. Totally terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can make a game, what would you make? I've got this idea in my head for a Pa Rappa the Rapper style game. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> you don't like the way I say it. I'm just asking why you say it that way. Sounds weird. Uh, because <laughs> that's the way I talk. Um, but I've got a, an idea for a game like that, but where you play metal music and your character headbangs constantly and you click it like the mayo jar and you just... You lost me. Um, yep. Lots and lots of added feedback. Um, obviously vibrating to the, you know, the rhythm of the guitar. So it's basically uh, 199 US multiple stacks playable in the Vita obviously without the having feedback on the Vita it's game changer it's not bad uh, mine is mine is uh mine is even more uh, more profitable I would make Genshin Impact 2 and then I would retire <laughs> that's just give me all of the gotcha money that's right. basically <laughs> that's awesome what about you T-Berg uh I I'd make Miyazaki make Love War 2. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And you could retire. All the Bloodborne money. I figured you would uh, make a video game based off of your uh, superhero origin story. Oh, yeah, the Dick Rocket. Oh, my God. Listening back to that while I was editing the show, I was cracking up. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I had a good laugh off that one. So. What else we got? Uh, are we saving CJ's for next week? Yeah, save CJ's for next week. Okay. He's not here. 
Go, go. All right. Uh, more Jared. Probably and Sinra Kagura does Daryl enjoy playing the most? Is it Mur? I'm just going Mur. <laughs> is it the weird big? Is it the weird big anime titty demon mask wearing high school girl? I assume since he loves mass vigilantes, the one girl that puts a mask on is this girl. His underage anime titty girl. No, I like the older one with the katana fans. I forget her name. I think it starts with a T. She's a little more modest, and uh, she's got these fans that she can freeze the enemies with. Yeah, she's pretty good. I think she's one of my highest level characters. Not all of those games are dreadful, you know, like most of them are. But uh, that one, um, oh, the Sengen Kukura, the, the PS4 one, the latest one, I think there's a new one coming out, which he did give you the option to play, but you didn't go with. That's actually not too bad. The rest are all garbage, but or smart. But that one. But the funny thing is the one he's playing now, you should rib him a bit because that one is uh, on the Vita, um, the, the music rhythm game. And it doesn't matter what uh-huh. buttons you push because the game doesn't recognize them anyway uh, and uh, in time. But at the end of each scene, if you do it right, the girl is spread eagle on a cake and you have to touch her on the screen. Now, he hasn't. I noticed that he hasn't wow. been talking about that in the chat at all, in the Facebook, but that's what happens. And uh, he knows oh. that happens too. And there's no, uh, there's no child mode in that, Daryl. You have to experience the whole thing. So he's over here making me play this pervy anime game and then belittling me and making fun of me for playing it on the uh you know the good wholesome Christian mode. And then he's in there on the public transit playing Spread Eagle on a cake mode. He knows that mode would have seen you divorced. So that's why he didn't suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way your wife no. was watching Lover, whatever it is, while you were playing that. Love <laughs> Island Law playing Sinrock oh, yeah. Girl. That one would not have cut the mustard now. <laughs> no, we, um, no, I, I picked the one that was on Vita specifically so I could play it on my lunch breaks and I could uh, conceal the anime. <laughs> but he also he, he he actually sold me with the fact that if I platinum it, then I can auto pop on the PS4, and I was like, oh well, <laughs> sold. <laughs> Sign me up. But it's, it's not a bad game. No. I, I enjoy it. Like uh, it, the combat loop is pretty good. It's something that I do in, in bite sizes. It, I can see where it can get really monotonous, really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is trash, so I skip it. Um, and overall, it's not bad. There's a hyper Neptunia Sinraka Girl crossover coming out. I heard uh, that must be the one, yeah. So, which I played hyper Neptunia Blanc versus zombies. I think that's the one I played on the Vita. I can't imagine you, which is, I can't imagine you as a nip nip. I really can't. <laughs> Your love <laughs> of anime and everything. I know. I just, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it was uh, it was on sale. And this is this was probably my first experience with a game like that. And uh, the combat loot was good. I beat the game. I think I was going to go for the platinum, but then it got super grindy and boring. And that was just it. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're not all like, I mean, you probably won't play another one, but the Senran Kagura uh, Burst, which was a 3DS game, but they remade for PS4. 
like a year or two ago. That's actually got a decent story. It's actually quite a good game. If you haven't played it, Jared, you should. I'm sure you probably have. There's stacked, tons of stacks, but that's actually, it's got like, it's very Japanese-y and like, it's got a good story. The only problem is that all the girls are like 12-year-olds with their tits hanging out. But if you can, if you can get around that, the story is good. But the one that's probably the best of them all, Daryl, and you'd like this and probably Tanner, is the Peach Beach Splash. Have you seen this one? That's the third person squirt yeah, gun shooter. Yeah, it's really good. Like, admittedly, you've got to you've got to whip out your weapon and shoot her in the uh, you know where uh, for the the money shot. And there's a trophy for that. Too, a couple of trophies for the money shot. Uh, but if you can, if you um, you know, look the other way on that, it's actually quite a good game. That one. <laughs> for real, I'm being for real. That one is one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what they haven't done yet? They haven't explored because the thing that drives me insane about anime is how young everybody looks. And I'm like, what about the what about the old women? Where's the where's the uh, cougar anime when they at? do when they do them? They're just as big boobs and everything. Usually, big. and they're like less dressed. Just there's one old lady in San Marco Girl, right? And she's fully clothed and she's the most modest out of them all. I'm like, wait a second, that's that's discrimination. Why can't the old lady be in her swimsuit just like the rest of these young ladies? Yes. It's it's so funny, you know, because like all the anime is all male fan service or whatever, and then in Persona Five I'm sure it was in the base game, but also in the Royal, there's a scene where they go to the beach and there's two guys there in these skimpy guy bathing suits and this old dude comes and cracks onto them. And that scene almost got banned in the West because of like, oh, we don't want to see these guys getting on with another guy or that. But at the same time, you can see your chicks with their tits hanging out at the age of five. You know, it's not a problem. Oh, so yeah. it was so, that was so, But in Japan, that's not a problem. That's like, you know, that sort of thing is so... No, not just just any sexuality is so open there in their games, which is such a bizarre for such a repressed society that their art and their media is so open to any forms of sexuality. It's very weird. Yeah. No, and, uh, not to mention they have the penny vending machines out there. Yeah, that's right. It's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking weird. Yeah. yeah. Some anything, anything. That's so weird. There. <laughs> oh, well. All right, T-Bird, what else we got? Uh, we got Matt G. Out of the following three games, which would you, one, erase from existence, two, condemn to never get another game released in the series, and three, can only release remakes slash remasters of games currently released? All right, what are, what are our games again? Call of Duty, Resident Evil, and Soul the Souls games? Mm. Uh, I would say... <clears throat> So remakes and remasters, re-releases of Call of Duty games would just—it's sell like hotcakes. Well, they do, and I've bought all the ones they've released so far, but that's not what I want. So I would say, because I'm not good at Souls games, I would erase the Souls games. I would do really releases and remasters of uh, Resident Evil games, and then what was the third option? Never have another one of the games. And then I would just say, you know what? We would never have another Call of Duty. Which is not what I really want, but you know, for the sake of the conversation. Yep. Okay. What about you, T-Rex? Uh, I'm a racer as an evil from existence. 
Oh, monster. Exactly. <laughs> now, you know, and I, now you feel my pain. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I can live without having another, another Souls game and just remakes of Call of Duty. Just, all right, CJ. I'd go remake, remakes, uh, Masters of the Souls games, in the hope that one day they'll do it so many times they'll eventually put an easy mode in or a discovery mode as well, <laughs> where you can just walk around and then and, and, and yeah. just you know tap the enemy and he falls over so you can enjoy the experience. That would be awesome. Uh, then I'd probably get rid of Resident Evil games because I don't really play them, so that would be fine by me. And uh, what was the other option? Erase, erase, like they never existed. The race, and don't ever have another um, game made for the franchise. Uh, probably, I have a feeling that the campaign in Call of Duty is less likely to happen every year. <laughs> like this year's was really good, but the way with Battlefield, yeah. uh, so as soon as that campaign stops, the game is irrelevant to me because I don't play the multiplayer. So I suppose for me, they could just stop if that's what they're going to do. Uh, I think, yeah, and then erase the Resident Evil just because I don't play them. So I might as well be selfish and make everybody else suffer as well. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true trophy horse, cast You don't like what I play, then fuck off. <laughs> Dude, that that drives me insane whenever I'm listening to a podcast and somebody's like, hey, I don't like a thing, therefore it shouldn't exist. I'm like, wait a second. There's another option here, guys. Just don't buy it. No, 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 no. This shouldn't exist. Like listening to Mark Duplex, um, Levi and Alex on the same show is it's hard because it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> like just because you don't like something doesn't mean it has to go away forever. That it's funny. I are. thought about that. No, not about that situation, but a similar on those lines. And it really, it frustrates me a lot when, because like obviously you play a ton of games and, or bits of games or whatever. And it really frustrates me a lot when people dig in on certain series, like this is amazing or whatever else. And they become so blinded in that. And, you know, there are so many, and you know that their opinion is going to change over time as they see more stuff and they'll, they'll be more open. But, but when they like, when you listen to people talk about, this is what frustrates me. When you listen to people talk about games, quite often people just bust the narrative. Like they bust their nut. That's all they've got to say about the game. And it's really hard to talk about a game and not talk about the narrative, but interest people. So to be able to talk around the game and, and sell it, you know, if you like it or whatever else and, and be honest about the game and give the, the listener the impression, like as if I was listening, so I want to, I want to know about it, but I don't want to know like the story. I don't want to know this. I want enough held back right. that interests me. And the, the problem is with these people that latch on to, and I think it's like a fault in me because I wish I had like one game that I was like, oh, if, if all the other games when I just played this forever, it would be awesome. So, like, that's a shame that I don't have that. But on the flip side, people that do that, and I'm, I'm not talking like Levi here or, or them, but just just general podcasts, when you listen, people that, you know, they and maybe they have more than one game, but they, they're on these games like this. They just, there's no need for anyone else to play the game because they've just said everything anyway. And also they've created this way of, like, the game, you know, in your mind that it's just done, you know. And I think, I don't know, like, I think, I think sometimes those people that push so hard on certain games, they should maybe take a step back and realize that they're actually deterring people from playing them. And perhaps it's a, it's a better art or it's a better way of like, you know, really selling your game in such a way that that person can pick it up and play it in their own way. 
and enjoy it because I don't like, you you know, like trying to recommend a game for someone is really, really tough. Like it's easy to just say play this, but to recommend something they really like is really tricky when right. they play a lot of different things. And and when you do it, you don't say you're going to like it because of this reason. You just give it to them and you don't say any reason. And hopefully if you've done it in the past and you did right, they trust you and they they pick it up. And then one of the awesome things is, you know, when they come back and say, oh, I really enjoyed that game. Thanks for recommending it. But it's it's almost like that little bit of a seed is a way better attitude if you want someone to play the game you really love than to just belt them over the head with every aspect of it. And then to get frustrated when they don't enjoy it in the way that, you know, you you saw the game. Yep. Or criticize them for not wearing headphones <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. Or make fun of yeah. or making fun of their flashlights in a later game. No, don't do that. <laughs> it's it's hard. So yeah, because like you you like I really love this style of game. Like there's a ton of games I love that I know none neither of you would would love at all. So I would never suggest it. But it's about knowing the gamers as well. I think um, rather mm-hmm. than just you know what if you're going to talk like if you're just listening, of course you you just play what you love and you sell that. But if you're you know consciously talking to other people about games, you have to. You have to temper yourself so you don't ruin the game. And then you also have to be realistic to what other people like as well. I love listening to people talk about games passionately and then going, oh, man, I want to play that Mm. now. Because they spoke so highly about the things they enjoyed about it without making me feel like I played the game already. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Hard to find people. It is. is. It's also hard to, when you have a negative opinion of a game, to give that negative opinion. Um, like I was doing with Alien Isolation earlier, like I don't understand the hype, but the game, and I will do this in depth later, but like the game does some things really well. So there are people out there who are going to love the things that it does well enough to where that's going to carry them through their experience. For me, that wasn't the case. And I might not have done a good job of it earlier, but it's hard because sometimes you're like, this frustrated me so much I didn't have a good time, but maybe there's things that happen that would carry someone else through the entire experience. I don't, I don't know. So it's, it's really hard to give a, and give your opinion. Yeah. Unbiasedly, you know? I think so. And I think like the, the problem with like reviewers in general is that there's no point reading a reviewer unless you understand that reviewer. Like, you know, you have to understand what they've reviewed in the past, the way they see things, their their outlook on life even can affect whether, like you can read the review, but whether it means anything to you or not and whether you should play it is solely based on how you understand the person that wrote it or said it and what they right. enjoy. And if you, if they're a blank slate to you, then you can't take anything they say as necessarily good or bad for you as a person or whatever else. And I think like there's a lot tied up in that. And I think once you get to know a way a person games, when they don't like a game, it doesn't mean that you won't like it. It's just that, you know, in their style. But I do notice that like I have to tempt for myself because, you know, I get a lot of trophies or whatever else. Therefore, he only knows about the trophies or whatever else. And they don't play this or they don't play that. And I think there's many times where you just bite your tongue and you go, well, I know this game is not for you, but I'm not going to say anything because it just comes across as like, how would he know? You know he only plays two hour games. So, but it's interesting. Like, it's an interesting mix. Yeah. I agree. I agree. What else we got, T-Bird? Got one more. Yeah, one more. Um, I asked this a couple weeks back, but Lubros never seemed to be able to all connect. <laughs> it's about the Patreon tier where supporters get to make you, make you guys play a game. 
it's kind of a good thing that this gets asked now. Daryl was ex- exempt because he had two games to play, but he beat Alien Isolation this week, so I think he should be be available for another game of torture. <laughs> All Loot Bros agreed to play a game for a supporter who paid. What game do you think your co-host should be chosen to play so you don't have to play a game you don't want to? So he's he's trying really hard to pit us against each other. Like he's very much into this idea that if we expose each other's weaknesses, then someone like himself could go in and swoop up, you know, and make us play against. Like I spoke about how much I couldn't stand Alien Isolation, and then Patreon producer Enzo Nitro was like, "Huh, gotcha." And so there I am. Uh, I talked about how I don't like anime games and I don't want to play pervy games on public transit. And then here we go. Jared comes in and he gets me with the, uh, the center figure. So, um, I don't know. Is, is there, if, if I know we made jokes about like making Kali play, uh, like racing games and things like that. But, um, if I know guys like CJ, you know, CJ, you play a little bit of everything, you know, you, you dabble in enough stuff to where there's not really anything you won't play, but there's stuff that you don't, enjoy correct i mean is there like a genre that you just don't love yeah for sure it, it's so funny because like i did this idea originally on push to Plat, but i stole it from our platcast because they were doing this and it worked well for them because they were both completionists so when they started a game they were going to see it through even if it basically killed them and they gave themselves a year to do it or whatever else and so so that concept was really good and then i didn't like i because I'm a bit naive, I think. And I thought, well, people will pick games they'd like you to play so that, you know, perhaps they enjoyed the game. So then you can talk about it or do a dive or whatever. And it'll be like a positive experience. I didn't consider the fact that most gamers are fuckwits and they pick games deliberately, as you say, to fuck you. And then, you know, people pick Bloodborne shit like this, you know, and I'm like, ah, fuck me. <laughs> and, and then like, you know, and some bass put Fortnite in or something. I mean, like these fucking jokers you know like it's ridiculous <laughs> and so so like i think yeah you you like obviously i know you're not you're not going to put an elder scrolls online in or something um like that but yeah i think the only genre i don't play a lot of which is weird because i used to play it a lot when i was a kid is like the strategy genre now like civilization games that humankind that came recently to pc yeah. i just don't play those games anymore um it's not that i hate them i just they don't they don't work well on console i don't think um but I could play them on the laptop. But yeah, I think yeah, I think that's probably the only genre I don't play at all now. Um, I avoid completely. But not not because I hate it. Like I should play it at some point. But yeah. What about you, T Bird? Is there a is there anything in particular that you steer away from? I mean, I've known you long enough to know that you play RPGs, you play hard games, you play shooters. I mean, you'll play horror games. Like for the most part, you play about anything as long as it's clicking at the time. So is there anything that you stay away from? Nah, honestly, not really. I think like my least favorite thing is like puzzles and platformers, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you. Puzzles and platformers are some of my least favorite stuff as well. If done right, I'll play. And of course, if the plat is short enough, I'll play. Because um, I play a lot of puzzlers and platformers when it comes to these rat games. But 
Yeah, whenever, um, whenever we, you know, we were coming up with our tiers, I, uh, I am familiar with the podcast. I've uh, podcasted with some of those guys before, and I listened to their show at least for the first, you know, I don't know, fifty episodes or something like that. And uh, I do remember them having that tier, and then I remember you adopting that tier for your uh, Patreon, CJ. And I was like, well, I really I liked that idea. So when we launched ours, I was like, just like you said, being naive, I was like, man, people will say, okay, this is my favorite game. I want you to experience it. And of course, the first thing we got were the complete opposite of that. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm fine you know, with mine. I welcome it, you know. Yeah, I, what, what you got? You got Final Fantasy VII, which I think is a good one. That was a good choice. Yeah. You know, Jared likes you. He obviously hates me. Um, you, you don't. But you I don't mean, have uh, to like platinum it though, do you? You just have to like finish. It. No, 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 no. This is just just to to yeah. see it through the game. Now, my thing is, if it's attainable, I would like to go the extra mile to have that extra like. But like, uh, I'm like like Alien Isolation, never gonna happen. Because you have to beat the game on survival mode. I, I couldn't live through another playthrough of that game. Uh, Senra Kagura, most likely I'll platinum that. So, you know, and, I'll, and I think that that's, um, you know, going the extra mile if it's, if it's attainable, if it's fun. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, as far as, like, pitting people, if I had to pick stuff for you to play, um, you know, I would say... CJ play through the original version of Resident Evil 2 or the remake just, just a little too different. Uh for Tanner, I would say my name is Mayo. Jesus. <laughs> 10 out of 10 in a 100 hour game I get and Tanner gets a 3 minute roll in the hay. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, you can be uh, you can beat Resident Evil in about 6 to 8 oh, hours. Not, first yeah, play. A normal through. person can, but not me. So, you know, we were asked last week while we're on the subject of this, um, how the, you know, you, me and Levi got together and kind of like gave each other games to play and said, we'd check back in a few months to kind of see how that's going. I think I'm the only person who's completed any of those games. No, I now. basically completed dying light. Uh, I'm right at the end. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. I haven't quite finished, but I, I'm still on my console, so I will finish it. And then gears of war, I believe you gave me, which I'm going to do. I think. We're going to co-op that with uh, um, Starland at some point. And uh, I can't remember the others. I think I played one of the others. I have to check what the other two were as well. But I know you gave me oh, Half-Life. Visage and I'm, I'm halfway almost... through Half-Life uh, still. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Half-Life for a while. Okay. Yeah, so, no, no. So CJ is farther along than I what, what I was thinking when you mentioned that, you know, like competition things for next year and stuff, I was thinking like towards the end of the year, we did this thing last year, uh, the wonderful Eigen Space. Uh, she does a lot of events for trophy communities and she created, it was only, it can only work for a very small group of gamers. Like you can't have a massive number of people. It doesn't work, but she, she crafted this event for us and it was, um, I think it was only like six or eight people in the end, which was quite a nice number. And the, the idea was that you picked, it was like a holiday sort of event. I think it ran for like three months or something. And it, uh, the idea being that you would nominate uh, a list of, I think it was like five games. Might have been four or five. It doesn't matter. Now they could be on at, at that stage. It was predominantly PlayStation. Um, I think you could put other 
platforms, but it was a PlayStation community. But you could have any any community. It wouldn't matter. And the, the rule was, though, out of the five games you nominated, you had to have finished all five of them or platinum them in this case. So you couldn't just nail people with bullshit games that you'd never played yourself. And then we it was like a draft system. So she rolled a dice or whatever, and everyone got put in an order. And so, you know, you X was one in round one or whatever, and they would pick a game. They'd have all the lists, and they could pick, uh, you know, someone's round one list or whatever. And so, so you sort of like you get a bit of a choice of what you play, but if that makes sense. But it's still from someone's list, and of course, all those lists had to be put forward by people that had actually completed those games. And it created this yeah, really true. good atmosphere because it's not about who who wins or finish first, but this really good atmosphere about like, oh, I never thought about playing this game. I'm going to play it now, and you also had someone you could talk to who had played it who had finished it if you got stuck or if you wanted to talk about the game and it, it could only ever work in a small grouping but I, I thought something like that could be fun you know as well between maybe the hosts and maybe the patreons perhaps uh just a small grouping yeah. yeah and it, it can create a bit of discourse and involvement and maybe steer it more away from that i'm going to nail you with this game to you know uh, let's learn uh, about these games together or share that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I, I like the idea of doing something a little more intimate, especially involving the patrons. Yeah. Yeah, because both the Be Legit this year and the Backlog Beatdown have very much seen themselves into we had a large amount of people start and we're down to a very small amount of people finishing and seeing, seeing the events through. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. I do like uh, Gareth actually brought up in conversation in the groups um, just the the uh, the community aspect of doing these events and doing them, you know, doing a year long thing that gives us, yep. you know, just a little little pieces of conversation here and there. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I think that so I, I think I, they're really like really good. Only only to piggyback off that because this last two weeks, part of the reason I did this game of score thing is because I'd like to meet people in the community and these sort of events, they never work well to meet people because everyone's playing and they're in their own groups doing things. But these events like you're doing there and, and, you know, these things on smaller, you know, work on yourself, they can open the door a little bit. And I know you use Facebook, some people use discord or whatever. And like, there's a ton of people in your Facebook group that I don't know that I'll never know or whatever else, but there might be one or two that you'll meet through these sort of things and you might strike up a like jared like he seems like a really nice dude i don't know him at all um you know it just just the nature of the way it is and but you know as you say you have these back and forth but there might be someone that's like yeah i play those sort of games and they, they'll reach out i suppose and it, it sounds like you and uh, ponder you know you've got to know each other i've known him you know yeah. for a while through trophies on and off and stuff but not, not good friends or anything just in you know acquaintances or whatever and i think like that's really cool that you can do that and i i think this year too you got maybe some more hardcore trophy people that came across that have, have been moving across and so you're getting to meet some of them as well which i think is awesome so absolutely they are good yeah so so jared has uh jared and i have gotten to know each other pretty good and we've had some you know we talk about all kinds of stuff outside of gaming you know we stay in contact weekly i mean about like me and you do you know we we talk pretty regular throughout the week but jared and i we get a little in the weeds about you know politics and things like that and and family stuff you know <clears throat> shout out to jared he just had twin boys and uh and so and here lately i've been doing a lot of gaming with mz nitro mm. and i've really enjoyed that he my son and i have been all playing call of duty uh 
zombies. And, you know, I, we got to know Emsy. He's obviously been listening to the show for a while, but he jumped in the backlog beat down. We've had a lot of conversation and things like that. And so it's been, it's been great, man. Like uh, these events have, you know, and Gareth, you know, Gareth and I, we've talked uh, a good bit. You know, he, he jumped in the groups talking about, Hey, I don't have a lot of gamer friends in, in real life. You know, I got all, but he's got this community and he's got, you know, he's had the push to plat community, the trophy horse community and our community. I mean, that's a, that's a large amount of gamers mm-hmm. to reach out to and talk with. And we've had conversations, you know, outside of gaming when it comes to, you know, like football. And of course we call it soccer here, but you know, he's like, Hey, I'd play amateur, you know, ball. And if you ever need any help coaching, cause I coach my kids teams and you know, it's, it's been cool. So these events, I want to keep doing them as long as I'm podcasting. I want to have something going that keeps, you know, people checking in each week or each, you know, each month or whatever. And, uh, and I, and I like, I want to change it up, you know, and I want to do something cool. And, uh, I like the idea of doing something a little more intimate and maybe we can have like a larger thing running and something a little smaller, uh, shorter bursts, you know, for, for the patrons or the people that interact with us the most often, you know, the ones that are going to stick to it. So, yeah. I definitely, uh, I definitely want to continue to do these, and I, I do have an idea, and I want to pitch it right oh here. God. Now, this one will be more for the trophy and achievement hunters, um, and it's something I've been kind of sitting on for a while, but I, and I didn't really, uh, I didn't know how to put it into practice, so I just want to throw it out there. Uh, but I wanted to do, I don't know if you do it weekly or monthly. I'm not really sure. You could probably the 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 people who hunt well, trophies daily, and get trophies and achievement. I mean. Hey, 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 uh, could probably do it weekly, but I was thinking about trophy and achievement Scrabble where you would be charged with creating the most or coming up with the most creative word, uh, based off of the first letter in the trophies and achievements that you acquired for that week. I'm not, I don't know how familiar you are with Scrabble. Um, but like my wife's really good at it cause she's smart. I'm really, I always smell, I always, I smell, <laughs> I always spell perverted words if I can, just cause that's, that's the extent of my vocabulary. And, uh, but anyways, I was thinking about like, you know, cause there's all these different events on the different sites or whatever, where like, you know, there's like the ABC event or whatever, where you have to get an achievement or a trophy for each letter of the alphabet and things like that. And so it got me thinking about how hard would it be to pick and choose your trophies and achievements based on spelling words, you know, or like look through your list. Like, okay, I got 67 trophies this week. What can I spell with the first letter of each of those trophy or achievement descriptions? Which, you know, when you do a hundred thousand, you can (laughs) write a book. So I like that. It's so funny. Like I think, because like four years ago, before I knew any of you, the, the trophy, like all the competitions really started to kick off on those sites. They didn't exist before then. Well, you know, there were small things, maybe people ran, but not like they are, well, they were. And for about three years or so, and definitely I know when Ponda was playing more on the PlayStation, they were really big and they're not big at all now. They're different because a lot of people run their own, like you guys are doing uh, with your thing. And that's what I feel like the the way those forums work. Like I don't know anyone there now. It's a whole lot of new people or whatever. But but the the danger of those bigger things and, and you know big 
suppose, bigger communities as well is that nobody knows anyone. And that's really awesome when you're young and you're gaming or whatever. And that's how a lot of gamers are. They're very flaky. Like you don't hear from them. And six months later, they send you a message like, how are you? Like you spoke yesterday and you're like, well, this is kind of strange, but whatever. And it's that that's the nature of, of many gamers. But as you get older, like, and I'm sure Daryl, you're in the same position. You don't have the time to invest in relationships that are just not going to be anything like they're just a waste of time or they're just, they're really Uh fun other person. Yeah. So you don't engage and, you know, and I see that on the the big sites all the time. Like a lot of people I know gone or they're just, they don't engage anymore. And, you know, I don't really either, I suppose, but it's just, you're just not interested anymore. And you've, you've met the core group of people you've met that are really awesome. And so you just stay in these, you know, little, little small niches of gaming, I think. So you know, if, you, if you've made it this far, you're part of this niche, I suppose, in a way. But, you know, you can you can do these, uh, you know, these small event things, I think, are good like that for that, if that makes sense, you know. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so just think about it. Just I want to marinate on how to do a trophy or achievement scrabble. And I thought about even now, even if it wasn't so much an event, like just like a like a like a quick segment or something. Where it's like, oh, this week I spelled penis out of these achievements. You know what happened? Every week JT would spell poop sock. And he just get every game yes. that had poop sock. Like, How do you he own sure would. games that have poop sock? He would, build, he would, he would have it figured out. Little, little did we know Radalika was sending us a secret message in every trophy list. Poop sock. <laughs> poop sock every time. I popped them in this order specifically so that I can spell poop sock. <laughs> oh my gosh. I bet JT, as we're talking, has already figured it before this episode is finished going in his ear holes. He's figured it out. I hope so. so Tanner, we got any more questions or did we just, that's it. All right. Well, guys, I, I don't even think we need to get into anything else. I think that that's two hours and 30 minutes of good conversation right there man i think that's the kind of stuff that the dreams are made out of wet dreams anyways hey, uh. <laughs> uh tanner cj thank you guys so much for coming on here and shooting the breeze i always look forward to having you guys on and us talking and and cutting up it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like we're doing a show it's like a couple old buddies hanging out and and uh and doing the thing so i appreciate you guys y'all uh, if you're listening, if you made it two hours and 30 minutes into the show, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, check out the Patreon. Check out the extra content we're doing. There's going to be some bonus content coming up here very soon. Um, and then, of course, the monthly deep dives will continue. Uh, I put a poll up in the Patreon. So for all the patrons um, of any tier, I put a poll in there just looking for some feedback. So if you are a patron of the show, please check that out. Let us know what you think. And uh, I think we ha- we could have some some fun conversations based off of some of the suggestions I put in there. So with that being said, CJ, Tanner, you guys got anything you want to add for you? Yeah, I'm going to throw one thing or two things really quick. Next Saturday, National sure. Trophy Hunting. Go on, tick that box. Even if you contribute one trophy, it'll help those dudes out. And it'll be a lot of fun whether you actively participate or not. And the second thing I want to throw out, because we didn't get to it and I won't be on next week. So we won't get to it for a while, I think, uh, if, you're, if you're away the following week, Daryl. But there are so many amazing games coming out in the next 
three months or to the end of the year, next two months or so. I'm sure we're all going to try and we're all going to pick up all of them, but there's no way we're going to be able to play them. It's a personal request of mine. If you're playing any of these big titles, please reach out and tell me what you think without spoiling the game because I'll need to have some guidance on what to play first. I'm going to try and do them all, but I I know that's not possible. (laughs) So please let us know. Man, I can't. (laughs) I can't believe how good Deathloop is scoring. Yeah, like I have it here. That is surprising wait. to me. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon. Oh wow, yeah. Let, let me know what you think. I hadn't picked. I wasn't even planning. It wasn't even on my radar. I was like, "Yep, that's one I'll skip." I don't care for the the loop idea, even though it does have like a Quentin Tarantino vibe. I was like, I was kind of feeling that a little bit, but I'm not the biggest Arcane fan, so I didn't know where to go with it. And then I saw the scores come out, and I'm like, "Huh." There's something here. People are saying crazy outlandish things like game of the year. No, it's okay. A lot of people don't so, realize, but starting last week with Tales of Horizon, Life is Strange, Deathloop this week, next week's the new Judgment game. Every week from now to the, well, till December, unfortunately, because of Dying Light, yep. there's a big game coming. So, you know, good luck to you if you're going to try and play them all because there is some amazing stuff coming down the pipe. Well, don't worry. Dying Light got delayed till I know, February. I know. That's why I said so. till December. <laughs> then there's a big hole. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna have Dying Light and Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon whatever it's called. It's gonna come out in the same week. Watch. Oh God. We can all play the single player exactly- Halo as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Oh Lord. <laughs> Hopefully, it's one of the Guardians. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in on that one, and I'm just praying that three four three finally figured it out. I don't know. I think they could make so. the best game ever released, and people will still shit all over it because of the position it's in. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, you know, let's hope that's. I hope you're wrong on that one. I think you're right, but I hope I'm gonna hope, and we're gonna, you know, hope against all hope that <laughs> this is gonna be the game of the year. They have been very quiet about the campaign. So I'm hoping that's because they're like, yeah, this thing is a banger and it's going to come out. And I don't know. I got, I got high expectations for it. So I didn't, I didn't dislike Halo five. It was very short. And uh, I played with a group of people. Um, I had a good time. It was all four of us. We ran through the campaign in one sitting one night. So, uh, I had a good time with it, so I'm hoping to have a good time with the next well, one. All you have to remember, Daryl, is these four words, your life motto, the way you should live. You live this way, you'll have no problems, listeners, in your future. In Phil we trust. Yep, yep. And in old Jimmy Ryan, we pay our dues. Oh, Jimmy Ryan. <laughs> Jimmy Ryan, Biden, my God. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, that's unfair. <laughs> Jimmy Ryan might have the personality of a wet paper bag, but it's more personality than the dementia patient. <laughs> Poor Jimmy Ryan. Jimmy, Jimmy Ryan's running a casino that just happens to have a console as its main product. <laughs> see, Jimmy Ryan's running a casino and then Joe Biden's got his ice cream cone wandering around like, look at all the pretty lights. Which one's Jimmy? Uh, poor ponies. I knew a Jimmy once. I snipped his hair. In Phil we trust. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said, check out the extra content. We hope that you like it. I want feedback too, patrons especially. 
um, check out the stuff we're doing. We're trying to do different things over there, stuff that you're not going to get everywhere else. So let us know what you think. This is the Loot Bros Podcast, and we are out of here. Give right or get left.